2: This so is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Beno. I'm Joe. And I'm JP. And good news, lads. We we're just talking about it off air. Amazing breakthrough this week. The gazette in Tyrania documentary. It's been found.
3: So when did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I just found this out off air.
2: And JP has
3: neglected to tell me about this. And I've seen him every day. <laughs> Over the past week, except for Saturday and Sunday. I can't think why
0: I wouldn't have told you at some point. Because this happened during the week. Mm. I'm sure I mentioned it in one of the kind of hurried, got you've got into work, just have to go straight into a classroom type deal. Mate,
3: we, we spoke plenty. Since <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> there, there were lunchtime walks. <laughs> that's oh. very true. Wait I don't go lunchtime walks. What's, the, what's the scenario there? So we just walk around S- in a circle. Stephen oh, Louch, who,
0: oh, again... Doing God's work, managing what to get man. this through, I through Rangers connections as well, um, which is uh, you know managing to get this documentary. Mm. Again, our old fucking nemesis ITV step into the mix, put a copyright bloody claim on it, and
3: instant then it went up. Unbelievable shite! What are ITV up to? What what money is in this documentary for ITV? <laughs> maybe
2: they're saving it for
3: BritBox. Well, yeah. Is it on BritBox? Is probably, it really? Probably. They're
0: going to no.
2: be gobshoints about this stuff, though, aren't they? I, d- I, down- I, d- I, d- I downloaded BritBox this week, JP. I got the. I, got, I took the month trial. Doesn't work with Chromecast. You can't. You can't launch an app and not work with Chromecast. Bullshit.
3: I didn't even know it launched. I knew about it, but mm. it's like beta phase or something. Mm, yeah, I've... I think so at the moment, yeah. Okay, what's on there? Basically
0: ITV and BBC. But like, there's, like,
3: they're putting loads of archival
0: stuff yeah. on there. <laughs> I'm just looking for Gaza in China Ga- does now. Does Gaza in China make the cut on that one?
2: No results. Unbelievable.
3: Gaza generally?
2: Gaza, let's see. Not one Jimmy result. Fight bellies. Not one result. In which case,
3: they're gobshites for
0: <laughs> taking it down. Either way, like Stephen, I'll be, in, I'll be in contact. We'll work out a way of uh, hopefully getting it across, certainly for review. Mike, save that one for Ask Rev Joe. What do you reckon? Review oh, it's a, it's a Christmas special, record. that one,
2: if uh, If I ever heard it. A, a, a review of Gaza in China. I think we've got to watch that. We've got to watch the, what's the Maradona one that was on HBO? Not. Is it the Maradona one Netflix. we were for? The Netflix one, yeah.
3: That we- I went to start that one on Friday and then got distracted by something else. But Oof. it's on my list, don't worry. I will watch the Maradona in Mexico documentary. That's yeah. it,
2: yeah, in Mexico. It looks like
3: a
0: treat. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've taken him to the home of the Sinaloa cartel. So I can't imagine anything going potentially wrong during that. Good mate's a Fidel Castro, wasn't he, Maradona?
3: Yeah. Was he? Yeah, this. He was he's yeah a connected man and the Gomorrah as well yeah, you know he sense, loves yeah. a mob he loves a communist uh, dictator as well he's he gets right. away with it doesn't he
0: like a bizarre very outgoing Zelig that's a weird Woody Allen reference <laughs> Forrest Gump type figure who appears in with these kind of people except he's like just off his tits at the time God bless him the world would be a much duller place without Maragon-ed Diego Maradona Forrest Gump
3: yeah, <laughs> as being just involved in... Yeah, I in, you yeah. Mean. It's just the comparisons. Are, yeah. I think I'd watch a documentary. Forrest like Gump was at the Azteca Stadium when he uh, did the Hand <laughs> of gun. What a very different
0: film Forrest Gump would have been if he had some of the character traits of Diego Maradona <laughs> during
2: that time.
3: I think he'd have ended up with the AIDS like Jenny. <laughs> just, let's be honest.
2: <laughs> Underrated film though. Very good. Be better, better with Maradona though.
3: It would be, it'd be a wilder film, I'll tell you that. What? <laughs> him in China? I think there might be a bit more casual racism during certain scenes as well when he's shrimping and all the rest of it.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. There'd be some nasty Casu- things uh, in the shrimp and chocolates.
3: Maradona in Vietnam? Wow. Well, Lieutenant Dan's got a bit of Maradona about him.
2: <laughs> he
1: is. But
3: Maradona losing his legs. Fucking hell. His history <laughs> would be different. That's that'd, sure. that'd be a real
2: tragedy. It'd be worse if he lost his arms, but, you know, that'd be that bad too. Have you seen that yet, that documentary? No, nope, still not. No, that's on my list. Them two, I think we really do need to get together and watch properly. Like, I'm going to see it on Sunday for Rev Pro, but I don't think we'd be able to do anything like that. Uh, maybe next time one of them uh, come down or you guys are staying up here or, or just for our yeah. Dev Joe in general, we need to do that. We should do like a live. Somebody mentioned today we should do a live watch-along of uh, that Prince Andrew shoot interview that, uh, that happened over the weekend. Probably <laughs> add that oh, one God. to the list as well. <laughs> Prince Andrew. I watched it right?
1: today. Uh, shoot interview it just needs like an
2: RF video logo in the background uh, Louch again hero coming to the rescue did the, did the photoshop of that on twitter he's the man of the week I feel really bad for yes. him running down Scotland on BWE this week I'll take it all back most of it
3: all I'll say is
2: apart from the ICW you, stuff
3: if you compare him Prince Andrew to someone in an RFU interview, you compare an Emily Maitlis, the finest broadcaster in the UK at the moment, if you ask me, mm. to Rob Feinstein. Mm. So there's a bit of irony going on there, considering <laughs> what Prince Andrew was being interviewed about as well, oh and what his old so like, like, Epstein was up to. Does
0: so that make curse the young sort of Doug Gentry in that case?
3: Yeah, how have we gone into like newsnight discussion? <laughs> I think it oh, works
0: oh she saw it well do hey, you know what? what the she did weird best thing th- was she did better than Feinstein thought it went well sorry go and say that again Bello. no
2: Andrew thought it went well just like you know all the 80s wrestlers who've been introduced by, by Feinstein think these things go well but I do think her interview technique was better it wasn't just a lot of you know uh, your memories of I think she, she got to the crux of the matter it was more um, what's the other one the other shoot interview series you shoot is it uh, with the oh, what's that dude's name he looks a bit like Johnny Borash Yes. It was more of that that kind of way but I would have preferred as a few people have said today on Twitter like for them to take uh, questions from the audience like they do on that like that one where um, Al Snow got asked the question from by Neville Southall of Liverpool and it was something <laughs> or, it was something along the lines of Al Snow you've gone on it was I think it was Ian um, Al Snow you're someone who's uh, gone on record before as saying that unless a match match draws money it's a bad match so c- c- it kind of categorically be said that you've never had a good match in your life Perfect. Never saw fault.
3: Brilliant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a fucker who takes himself too seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Bit like Prince Andrew. In,
3: in yeah well the royal family generally i'll tell you what the royal family i've never liked but the day diana died mm. was the end of any affection i might ever have for the royal family yeah. in fact, tv was cancelled for a fucking week oh, yeah. God, uh, God. as a result of her death football matches cancelled yeah the only good thing that came out of the day she died was that alvaro ricoba brace for Inter the land debut <laughs> <laughs> they still broadcast <laughs> football italia on channel four <laughs> good because i think it was newcastle leeds they canceled that day and i was going to Did the pub they? to watch it would
0: have been a, was, a cracking
3: game in it. the mid 90s you were going to the, the pub much. how old were you 10 oh right okay <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i was going with my auntie and uncle to oh. the <laughs> pub to watch it at the sampton sports
2: center ah yeah. that makes more sense now, i just remember that, being in bed as a kid and my mum waking me up to give me the news that princess diana's died and as a kid just thinking yeah it's not a wrestler or a footballer, yeah. I don't care.
3: Mate, <laughs> hey, we were the featured game on Match of a Day. God. Before Match of a Day did the morning broadcast, so it had been recorded. I was sent at my auntie's house. We were on against Chelsea, lost 4-2 at Stamford Bridge. We in yellow socks because our kit man forgot our socks, so we had to wear Chelsea's away socks in that game, I remember. <laughs> I had to turn it off because my nan called and announced that Princess Diana had died. From then on, <laughs> the royal family, I was just done with them
2: forever. Yeah. Any affection, Yeah. Uh. Sorry, have we got onto an any- royal <laughs> I, rant? I can't think we've got many. I mean, we've already ran off all the Tories. Well, all of them well, we're not going to like. <laughs> there's no royalists either that are going to be listening to us at this point. Or maybe big Do fans. You know the, w- oh, go.
3: the worst thing about the Prince Andrew news and the the interview, the worst thing about it is the Boris Johnson Jennifer R. Curry stuff is not getting the attention it at yeah. otherwise would have got. Because yeah. I watched that interview last night as well. Comedy fucking gold. Uh, Honestly, if you want a good laugh for an hour, watched a good bit of ITV yesterday. So if I'm a celebrity, <laughs> get me out of here. Oh. <laughs> Followed by uh, an interview with Jennifer R. Curry where she was making me laugh. Not intentionally so, but yeah, there's some hilarious stuff. And that sort of stopped him for actually... I'm laughing about a program about the prime minister. Imagine if this was Blair or Theresa May or someone. It just felt a bit wrong. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, it shows us Gordon what a Gordon Brown state we're in at the moment as a country. So yeah,
0: yeah. there's a debate yeah. member as well. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been a yeah. Well, do you know what he fucks up in debates? I'll just hmm. say that much. He's not a good debater. If someone just goes to him when he starts doing his blah, 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 blah eating bollocks, and somebody <laughs> just pulls him up and goes, gobshite, fucking answer the question. <laughs> That's not going to happen, obviously, in the fantasy world where I'm working as the... Uh, you should be in the studio audience asking the question. Oh, I'd love it
1: a
3: prick, wouldn't I, and get kicked out. <laughs> no, I've seen you hold it together. Mm. I've seen you be diplomatic. Can you, you get can in his press?
2: Your little press hat, well, JP, put your grapple, ab- ab- um, your grapple application in. Uh, Bellator yeah. saw through that this week so may- maybe 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 we should think about twice about that.
0: It's worth a punt you don't buy a ticket you don't win the lottery do you? <laughs> <laughs> think I'll go Bellator this time.
2: Uh.
0: I'll live. <laughs> uh. It is it is like watching like it's it it's like kind of bad WCW in the sense of not many stars. Mm. Like young people. It's not like the bloody place where the sold off I can slag it off now.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, was all
0: prepared if did... they'd given tickets to say, do you know what I love? Bellator. Progress out through <laughs> at Wembley. Yeah, did they? they did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they did. I only did about 4,000 there. I oh. think oh, they had that bloke from Geordie Shaw fighting on it. Is Aaron that right? Chalmers. Nah, that's the one. Wow. Yeah, he's on there. Speaking of which, you mentioned I'm a Celebrity. Quick update. How's
3: Ian Wright doing? I haven't seen any of it yet. I didn't, <laughs> watch, the, I didn't watch the whole episode. I just saw him and uh, the person who used to play Lauren in EastEnders, Max Brannan's daughter, who fell off oh, yeah. the roof. I remember doing yeah task where they were having to walk basically on a roof and i was like oh, that's kind of how she uh brother and sister died in eastenders and i she was gonna
0: played. say wasn't there that young lad on the live episode bradley that's the yeah. one
3: yeah. uh yeah there's a bit of that going on i was like are they playing off the old eastenders figure and then ian wright almost fell off at one point and then i think i switched
2: over because it wasn't that good oh.
3: Harry rednapp wasn't there that was the problem <laughs> <laughs> he was the draw last year yeah,
2: they should let us book I'm a Celebrity. I reckon they do better ratings. It's been slipping the last couple of years. We could help.
0: Yeah, Shah Samuel's on there.
2: There you go. We've been we've been banging that drum for a while, JP. Yeah.
3: Get him. Gazza? Yeah. I, get, get, would he handle it? I'm not going to lie. When me and my girlfriend were washing it last night, we were doing our dream I'm a Celebrity <laughs> line Oh, God. And He's I said, Gazza. Gazza with five bellies. <laughs> and then I had to explain to her who Jimmy five bellies was, <laughs> <laughs> which wasn't easy. Yeah. Uh, so what did he actually do? He just hang around with him, <laughs> yeah, just
0: drinking, yeah. Oh, yeah, until hopefully one day you see that point in China where it drinking with Gaza suddenly became a bit too much. He pisses off. I He's had another billiards
3: by that stage. You can see Shah getting on with five bellies. Out there they're on the show together.
2: Mm, Start on the table there. It worked.
3: Mick Johnson, <laughs> Brooks on. yeah, Ooh. CorKill, CorKill. Bringing, oh, bring, we're in the dream scenario. Bring in Ed <laughs> with a gig as well, couldn't he, Benno?
2: Oh, yeah, apparently he's... Uh, what, what's he doing? He's, he's putting up people in hotels in, uh, in the Liverpool area. We had that this week. Airbnb's. Times have fell hard for, uh, for poor 10 Ed. Used to be a big star. Is
0: it is it in his house or is he owning this house? No, on the no, side? no. He, um, so...
3: Person, well, you know yeah. the person is. Yeah.
0: Um, so She's not listening
3: to this. <laughs> She's not. are <laughs> taking a weird state of affairs. I'm a friend worry. of mine, um, a mate, went to Liverpool and it went to her Airbnb, and Tin turned up. And it was a property <laughs> that he owned, and he had two Bluetooth headsets at the time. Apparently, and <laughs> of course, <yeah>. he did.
1: <sighs>
3: so apparently, he's in the Airbnb game these days.
0: No,
1: he's doing
3: all right for himself. Then, if he's owning properties, no. I assume so. It's well, an old some school person. way of
0: thinking, but...
3: The acid's yeah. dried up. Yeah, he's
0: moved past it now. Property development, that's where <laughs> the big bucks are. Yeah. It,
1: well,
3: perhaps he went to Robbie
0: Fowler's School of Property Development. Mm. Oh, was him. he offering loads of courses on those? Yes. I've seen posters. For was them, that a real thing? Even in London. Yeah, I've seen posters in London.
2: Oh, my God. Doesn't Rob- he own
0: most of Altrincham or something daft like that at one point? See? Though we used to sing at Man City. We all live in a Robbie Fowler house. <laughs> I
2: used to, I was like Robbie Fowler, like as far as like a Liverpool player goes. Like I always like had a little soft for him that time when he um when all those cocaine rumours were out and he uh he oh, scored yeah. a goal and he went he went onto the touchline and did a little did the little sniff. He got a lot of a lot of grief from the tabloid papers, but I remember as a kid thinking I can respect that top heel work kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. you know
3: wrestling heels could learn from.
2: Um, I, uh, I, I
3: didn't like the Graham Lasso stuff. Uh, you yeah, that, yeah. Like when he played sort of gay slurs towards Graham Lasso, that wasn't that wasn't great. Different
0: when he type. turned face with the Dockers t-shirt, he did well well with that. That's that was alright.
3: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. A man of many sides, grey area. You know, it's not all black and white for <laughs> Robbie Farland Did you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of TV, did you see uh, South Park this week with uh, with Macho Man Randy Savage on it? That pissed me as it. it felt very. Uh, are you a fan of no. South Park, Joe? I can't tell if you're like if that'd be something it'll be right up your street or you just hate it. Um, I've watched it years ago when it was on Channel 4. My son's just watched an episode of this.
3: Yeah, but there's like 20 seasons, and occasionally yeah. I've watched episodes where people have told me to watch them, and I've enjoyed them, but I've never really followed it because I've never really had access to it. Uh, I've always had to download, the, episode, oh, download yeah, the episodes that I've ended up watching, <laughs> um, so I've never
2: followed it properly. Uh, there used to be that website, com, which was like a, a, like a free HD pirate site that even, like, i'm pretty sure like the two guys running it endorsed and we're like yeah go watch our episodes there we don't give a fuck that's what i love about them because they do the episodes like we have and it's just they know they're never gonna get sacked so they'll just say what they want yeah and, uh, this week was about um transgender athletes in sport and uh macho man randy savage entered the uh the olympics as a woman yeah that's uh <laughs> that's that <part> for you. <laughs>
0: I'll give that a watch yeah Uh, I'll
3: need to see this
2: it took me a while to explain to my girlfriend who macho man Randy Savage was I was quite shocked Uh, she didn't know but he's been dead a while to be fair he drove into that tree say he's the most
3: overrated wrestler of all
2: time oh no Joe come on
1: yeah. Have we yeah we've before? had this out before we have we? a couple yeah. of years ago i'm sure of it,
2: yeah not a fan of the early late 80s early 90s run. say again beno not a fan of the late 80s early 90s run i get it for when he was in wcw later on and stuff
3: oh, i love the ddp feud in wcw yeah, that's oh, great. Okay.
2: yeah but it was after it was after that when he, he barely couldn't walk and he had like miss madness and jo- gorgeous george and stuff i always think yeah. that kind of colors people's memories of my thought he was great in his day
3: it's the in-ring. I find oh. the, in-ring, the in-ring too light. Oh, no. I don't like his offense. I find it annoying. I hate the double-axe handle. I oh, hate show. the pace he delivers it at. Uh, there so much I just find annoying about oh. him. Uh, yeah, just
2: not for me. Do, do you rate the Warrior matches? The, uh, the, I, I mean, I'm not as big on I the Seamup matches most. But mm, I, the I WrestleMania love warrior 7 matches. one. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorite matches ever. Warriors in two of them. The Hogan match as well. They're two of my favorite matches of all time.
3: I, I get them. I get that they work for the crowd. I get that people into them. I get why people are emotionally invested in them. I think they're well laid out matches and all the rest of it. Um, but I can't say I I really get anything out of them personally. Um, I'd much I'd take the Savage Flare match at WrestleMania eight if I was taking one of his WrestleMania matches. Um, oh. Not the Savage Crush match at WrestleMania ten. That's <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> um, How about his '80s I can't stuff, it, but stuff, it just
3: no?
0: sounds instantly fucking dreadful. That's yeah, bad. Yeah, it's
3: bad. But yeah, just it doesn't do anything for me as a wrestler at all. Oh,
2: it's a shame. Not even like the '80s stuff, you know the. uh too light. I don't, I don't know. Oh.
3: I, I can. What I never get I, the Savage Steamboat match from WrestleMania three. I think is the most overrated match ever. Like I remember before I watched it in car, oh, probably like two thousand five, something like that. Reading all this stuff about what a great match it was, an all time classic, greatest match in WWE history. I watched it and thought there were much better matches going on in the NWA at this point in time, like multiple matches. Flair Barry Windham, Flair Sting, I think the first one was the same year, it was that eighty-seven? Mm. I think there was much better stuff going on in the rival company at the same time, and had been better stuff in Japan, mm. in some of the territories that I seen from that era. I get what it did for sort of WWF in terms of style and stuff, but I don't really get
2: what people still see is so great about it now, personally. Yeah. Not for me. I don't love that match. I mean, I love Savage from that era. I love watching like his old like Memphis promos mm. and stuff like that. JP, what's the counterpoint? Have you got anything before people shout down our the- We're going to get it on Twitter, is- JP, not Joe. Yeah. And- <laughs>
0: Well, that's true. Oh yeah. We're the ones who get, well, my attitude is in some ways it all feels that kind of early, late eighties, early nineties, one is a kind of nostalgic feel of watching silver vision videos. It's kind of linked in with a certain era. And that's where obviously all of these things get clouded because you remember them so well and how many of them really stand up. Mm. Um, so I'd need to go back and watch some of these. The DDP feud, I remember when I, I like, that was a great feud. And it was the thing that was the making of DDP, and it, it, it worked. Um, I love that. And then after that, for me, there just appears to be the kind of quite meteoric, like, drop-off at that point from from that stage. But at that point, he was such a sort of big presence because mm. he felt like... I can even remember that time. He was that that. him being that number two face to Hogan, and the only one even kind of comparable.
3: I get the appeal, Mm. but if I'm honest, I'm talking in ring. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I don't get the. I don't get that he's this all time great worker, and I I I just can't. I look at other guys. I need to go back and
0: watch him to be brutally honest. So you think I'm going on? I'm going on nostalgic memories at that point of him being good. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem. Their memories.
3: Yeah, I just think there was so much better stuff going on in the NWA, so much better mm. stuff than WCW in the early days. Look at I don't know. Let's say Stan Hansen was kicking ass over in yeah. Japan while Savage was doing light double axe handles. <laughs> <in> <laughs> you hate double axe handles, superstars.
1: Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> give me a proper lariat over that light shitty double axe handling. Anyway. Even
0: uh, that four, co- was it that uh, four
3: four corners match?
0: Was it? Um... Bull Rope match. Texas Bull Rope match against Lex Luger. One of those early 90s. Stan Hansen. The Hansen one. Yeah. yeah. I thought
3: you
1: meant Either
0: Savage way. then. I was going to say. I don't remember that. Um. Oh, no. Like, when was... And then Hansen was kind of gone from WCW.
3: What, about 90... In 1990? Was it they 91? Did the Va- 91. They did the Vader rematch. Yeah. They WCW as well. Um, oh, was- but, yeah. I, Savage just... Isn't for me at all. I want prop. I want kick-ass offense. I want to see shit that looks like it's connected a bit. I know you could say he's working a safe style and they were on tour mm. doing loads of dates and the rest of it. I get it. Fair play to him. It was economical and it worked. But through like modern eyes, to me, it doesn't hold up at all.
2: Mm. I'd have to go back and watch. I'm still a fan. Uh, the the yeah. Flair, the Hogan, the Sir, uh, the Warrior, the uh ddp matches still for me but no I, I do get your point joe um but yeah send your hate mail to joe not to me and jp uh if you're a big savage fan we'll do a savage watch along at some point that can add to the uh to the point what are you gonna
0: say i wasn't gonna say I, I very much doubt people would be if anything else i just hope it means that people go back and maybe watch some of them because now Ooh. i'm intrigued to see that wrestlemania three match <laughs> again just with a different perspective yeah because i mean although there's that long track record, track record you always think of when WWE was had like the greatest matches in in WWF history and the one we were talking about the other day the 60 man uh, 60 minute iron man match which was always oh, shit oh. and i try and tell you even to this day how great it was, it was legendary like
2: technical wrestler match JP. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's born anyone born after it believes that. Anyone who lived through it knows it's bollocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the ruler, isn't it? But yeah, hopefully people go back, watch Savage matches. But if you're gonna go back and watch anything, watch South Park from this week. It was pretty great. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. Had um another oh, thing, someone asked me, Joe, have you seen uh, The Irishman? Uh, I think people are waiting for your uh, your takes on that. I have. How oh, is it? I wanna say oh. I what do you think of before you go, what do you think of like this whole like, there's a one-month window before it goes on Netflix. I've been screaming from the rooftops for years that, like, release dates do need to move up. Like, the six-month yeah. DVD windows, I think, of the past. And literally, in Liverpool, there's one cinema showing it. I think it's The Everyman. And all the big change, Showcase, Odeon, no one's showing it. I can't get my big chair in Showcase for it. I think it's a... I mean, I, it'll be on Netflix next week, so fair enough. But it does feel like a film that I'd rather go to the cinema for.
3: Yeah, that's it's why I went. Um mm-hmm. So they edit the Curzon in Oxford, which is my favourite cinema. It's an amazing cinema, mm. uh, and I renewed my membership forty pound, five free films, eight pound a film, not nice. bad. Uh, I'll still go to the View to see films that the Curzon doesn't get because well, the films that the Curzon the View have because it'll be a fiver, so you know, yeah. I'll work it out nicely. Um, <laughs> good deal. Ah, uh, oh, the in terms of the cinemas boycotting it from their own business perspective, I get it because it's almost like a self-preservation thing.
1: Mm. So I
3: get that they see Netflix as competition. I understand it. I know there's the whole 12-week window that currently exists. It's almost like a gentleman's agreement in many ways. Um, but I think until we get more films being signed up by, say, Amazon and Netflix, and this kind of one-month grace period becomes more common, mm. that will continue to happen. Um, they did it with Roma last year as well, yeah. didn't they? There are a few other big releases that are coming out this year where the same is going to be Oscar contention, that's the reason why, is it has to have a yeah. theatrical release. Yeah. So yeah. And, and I'll be honest, I think that if Pesci, De Niro and Pacino should all be up for acting Oscars. I think Stephen Graham could, should be in with a shout as well. He steals scenes from De Niro and Pacino at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorsese should be up de- for director. Velma Schoonermaker should be up for editor. The editing is some of our best in Probably since Goodfellas, if you ask me. Mm. Um, I won't go into being that sharp, she must Hawaii. be in her eighties. She's I looked she's 79. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's getting on. Yeah, she's still brilliant though, clearly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I oh, know, well was she seventy six? I think she was I can't remember. One of the yeah. two. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. It's a slow burn sort of well, yeah, it's three and a half hours long. So you know you know what you're getting going into it. But I didn't feel, but it was three and a half hours long and it went along at a really nice pace. But it also wasn't what I was expecting because I went into it expecting sort of a sequel, I suppose, to Goodfellas and Casino in terms of the spirit of the film, the pace of the film, the feel of the film. Nothing like it at all. Completely different. Uh, much more patient, hasn't got the same energy. But this is all very positive because it's a, it's a sort of understanding of the actor's ages, how they can work, the process. It's just an absolutely great film that I would recommend anyone who's a fan of Scorsese or their gangster films or even, I don't know, the old MCU films. I'm watching for a bit of a change. <laughs> because, you know, if you're watching lots of MCU and that's what you're going to the cinema to see, you're just watching WWE. Like, try a bit of AEW or a bit of New Japan or something stylistically different. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I absolutely loved it. I'd recommend okay. going to see it, Benno. Yeah. JP was meant to come with me, but he fucked his back up so he could. Base,
0: yeah. Oh, what'd you do, JP? Um, apparently, I coughed walking into work and I was in absolute hell for two days. Today's the first day I've been feeling alright.
2: Joe when had to older. drive
0: me back on the, on Friday to mm. get me back and I was just sort of doubled over. It was like a parody of myself. Um, <laughs> but I was meant to go and I and I didn't. So deep so heat you're back I, in the I watched already. a very different film <laughs> TV. I watched My Dad is a Heel Wrestler Oh my starring God, did Hiroshi you? Tanahashi. I did. I watched it. It's a kid's film it's a family film it's all right this is really quite nicely understated at points tanner is just emoting (laughs) the whole time but not in no he's not not over the top at all it's just his charisma shining through and you're like oh he's really good and then the the kids a bit annoying Mm. i generally find child actors piss me off at the best times
2: (laughs) Um, speaking like a true dad
0: yeah, exactly. I've seen enough of those films to recognise shite when I'm watching <laughs> it. Like, it's terrible stuff. But, um, like, he was alright. There's a kind of... Uh, don't know if you want me to go through the plot. It's his... His son discovers that he wants to know what his dad does. His dad never tells him. Um, it starts off with him as basically Tanner under this name. I think it's Takashi Yamura, who won the Z1 Climax... Before and then zero one climax. It, it, they call it the Z one. Yeah, that's what they end up Noah's is it. the end. pro
3: wrestling, or is the Z for Tom Zenk the Z man? I like <laughs> things in tribute of the Z man
0: legend. <laughs> last <a> year. Z man <laughs> on the pro. Um, that's what you'd hear on that,
1: like that's a WCW that legend we can all agree days. about.
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, this kid, like ten years later, he's he's not this big star that he was, he's wrestling as a heel. His son basically finds out that he's, um, he's a heel character and becomes kind of like, doesn't like the fact that he's wrestling, that that he's a bad guy because he thinks his dad's really good. And then various machinations happen and he enters into the Z one tournament through a couple of things. And, one of the things is like in terms from a Tanahashi perspective is Taguchi's in it. He's quite good as like his tag team partner Mm. who's annoyed at him because he's basically saying you're you're turning face. So it's kind of kayfabe, but I don't don't want to ruin the entire film, but by the end, the kid understands that his dad, when they jeer him, really they're cheering him because he's doing his job and he kind of gets it. And there's a good like sequence of the, the Z1 final where basically it's Tanahashi Okada in teleform, and I thought this might be the greatest professional wrestling match ever put on film for any serious <laughs> length of time, in a in a feature length film.
2: I don't know, JP, and, I've and, seen No Holds Barred, like, come on.
0: Mate, it's much better than No Holds Barred. What, Ready know, to
2: rumble?
3: rumble? We were linked to last
0: week. Oh, on
2: yeah, on BBC. I haven't
3: seen that, all wrestlicious. I keep them meaning oh, to see them I like that. I started Rumble and saw Tom Chandler from The Bill doing <laughs> what looked like a sort of hunter hearst helmsley gimmick and yeah like, I yeah i remember that
2: it. that's the only thing i remember that gimmick and like yeah the the couple that ran the company i think i remember it being on like saturdays on, was it was a bbc or itv one of the two I bbc if is that mm. on BritBox? i'm gonna look actually probably not it didn't, was
3: on daily motion mate oh I yeah found, we got the link i found we? it after the episode last week
2: oh well i'll have to uh leslie joseph's
0: in there isn't she sorry Your Glenn. It, then he would have done. My uncle Keith Benno. He oh. really he's always had the hots for for um what's her name? <laughs> Leslie Joseph from Birds of a Feather. <laughs> he's a disgrace of a human being and I'll leave it at that in many other ways.
2: JP, I don't know where you get it from. Oh, no, nah,
0: not I? this stuff, mate. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you off air the sort of kind of stuff he's been sending me. Put it this way, politically, we're not on the same he perspective. He just wants his
3: country back. <laughs>
0: he's, the stuff he shares goes beyond that now as well. Oh, no. He's tried to tell me about multiculturalism. He's from North Allerton. Is he, I'm from London. Is he your
2: mum's side, like, I assume, not the Irish side?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, mum's side. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Honestly, yeah, anyway. Enough about my Uncle Keith. <laughs> I'd be gobsmacked if he's listening to this. Although, from a wrestling perspective, he quite liked World of Sport when I was a kid, and I did put a figure four leg lock on him when I was a kid. Because I was a kid, it didn't hurt him. Whereas if you did put it on someone else... Oh, it, it is. Me, that was always a shoot hurt. move.
2: Back, backyard, that always worked. It was just when you tried Michael to... T-
0: no sold it. <laughs> he no for, sold did he it. managed
2: to reverse the pressure. Yeah, did he turn over? Yeah. That doesn't work. Either, JP, I had the JP found out as a kid. No, it doesn't work. It's not a shoot.
0: Yeah, it's it, 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 it. that's the thing. It, like, fucking hurt like buggery, though, didn't it, when you did it as a kid? Sorry. Mm. It really was, like, an absolute, like, it would kill, I can remember, on the legs.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, a good review of uh, the Tanahashi film, JP, thanks.
3: Yeah, I don't know where we <laughs> went from Tanahashi to my
2: uncle.
1: But I
3: think- Last thing on the Irishman, <laughs> go in get, and go with a myth. If you go with any sense of wanting to hear truth, meh. Nah go in and let the myth just yeah dictate and you'll be fine
2: there you go like it's a lesson for wrestling in general um yeah i think we i think based on, on everything we talked about in this first half hour i think we're we're literally gonna have to do like a full-on wrestling movies and tv shows episode you know i think next time there's a, a week where there's nothing going on i think we could probably get hours of uh stuff like that. I want to watch the Tanahashi film just to see that glorious hair again I do want to watch Rumble yeah. back through because I don't remember much about that from, from as a kid I remember it being on and being told I should like it and not really being into it as a kid because again like in a lot of those things like the Tanahashi thing they treat wrestling as a shoot which uh, which I'm not a big fan of or at least I think they do I can't quite remember but I feel like we could definitely get at least one episode out of all
0: that oh god yeah I've got well, I know it's on the on the unrelated... Well, there's that Marine 6. I was curious. No.
1: About.
3: No? <laughs> no, I've seen the first Marine film. That's all I need to see. Yeah. I need to see The Miz shooting shit up. Yeah, that's true. It's The Miz for an hour and a half of your life. I've never, never watched an episode of Miz and misses. And I love Total Divas. Mm. I'm not watching that shite. <laughs> Fair okay. Enough. Bad suggestion. Well, that Any else. suggestions
0: on that front, then? What about... Yeah. um? Oh, what's that? Hell Comes to Frogtown starring Roddy Piper. Oh, I've seen, that. seen oh, that one. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. That, that is shite.
3: They Live. Yeah, there you go. They
0: Live is possibly as, yeah. It's awesome. It's carpenters,
3: Mr. Nanny, Suburban Commander. Oh, great films. Big Thunder Mr. in Paradise, Christmas mm. with Muscles, or Santa with Muscles. <laughs> you know, with Christmas, Christmas with Muscles. <laughs> that Three
2: Ninjas film with Hogan in as well. There's, there's a fuckload oh, yeah. of them. So you could just yeah, do Hogan. Now, you could do, like, uh, what the, what's on on post, the Rocky Movie uh, picture show that Dave Milton does with just rock films, I think you could just do Hogan films. I think you could. there's, there's money in that. JP, start That'd to pay painful,
0: run. though, after a while, wouldn't <laughs>
2: it? <laughs> yeah, Well, in fairness,
0: this has been a slow week in terms of actual shows going on. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, we're goes, minutes I would say it's a minute
2: Almost well, isn't there? Do you remember that one? Yeah, it's a horror film, oh. isn't it? Santa's Sleigh. Watched that last year. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Really bad. Not even, like, enjoyable, ironically. Bad film. Don't do it. Don't make my mistake, everyone. Is it that bad? Oh, it's awful. It's just, yeah, I, I'm a big connoisseur of the Christmas horror. As people probably find out over the next month, as I start watching them again this Christmas season, yeah, that's one of the worst ones, unfortunately. Bill's Bill's charisma didn't come through. He was uh, not the role for him, I'm afraid. As much as it sounds like it'd work, I'll take a uh, I'll take Santa with muscles any day over that.
0: Wasn't he in Universal, was
2: it Universal Soldier 2? Yeah, we were talking yeah. about the. I we didn't bring this up. We were talking about the Universal Soldier films. Underrated the rate of one, that one. I like that one. Big, quite Joe a few was big trying stars to sell me there. on
0: the, the, the remake of it, Rich. Mm, no, that's right. the, sorry. The sequels.
2: The, yeah. Honestly,
3: good. That first sequel that was made in like 2010 or something, mm. really good. I'm up
0: for watching it basically it's a Van Damme film you've, you've added a lot to your
3: watch list tonight haven't you
0: I really yeah. have <laughs> too much I'm not going to get around to watching any of this
2: save it all for the Let movie episode <laughs> save it all for the movie episode JP we'll do that we'll do an old wrestling game episode I went to like some some bar this weekend like one of those retro gaming bars they had Wrestlefest oh, set yeah. up they had WF Raw on the SNES set up uh, much better i played super wrestlemania as well the the raw game i don't know if you remember that from the mid 90s with diesel and brett and that a lot better flows a lot better uh, we could do a, a wrestling game episode as well i reckon get a uh, plenty of life out of that
0: it can't be any. It certainly couldn't be any worse than two K twenty. Oh my god! And yeah. the shit is that still a shit show at the moment? Have it they is, managed yeah. to fix the glitches?
2: No, I think I think I think that's still a work in progress. Um, yeah, the quicker uh, AEW come out and uh, allegedly Kenny, you know, for all his faults, I'll stop. You know what? I will if if they manage to put a deal together to bring back the old no mercy engine like Kenny has promised. Mm. I- I'll go six months without slagging off Kenny Omega. I'll let Joe do it. But I will genuinely leave Kenny Omega for a while if he manages to get him alone for a while if he manages to get that deal done. Because that's the dream. None of this 2K nonsense.
0: You'd want him to do what some of like what WCW versus the world did back in the day and just basically have an entirely hooky lineup. (laughs) <laughs> just by none of the names, AKA so man could play and stuff like that. Yeah. versus Sabu for shits and giggles. Takemi,
2: Shinoko, and Funaki in one slot. Yeah, you need to uh, need to do that. Bring that back. Get all kinds. Of, get all those mates on there so we can uh, beat up all his old uh, New Japan mates who allegedly stopped them from getting into the country. You could uh, you could do all kinds of mm. that.
3: We had a bit of a game of uh,
0: no mercy. Yeah, we never mentioned that, did we? Did you? We, did. We, we went to this. We went to a gaming convention with with work. So we went to EGX and we had to go at No Mercy.
3: Oh and it's set up on an old N sixty four. Yep. Are you was That was Benoit? <laughs> 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 of
2: course you were Joe <laughs> And I was viscera. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were JP. I go. What's the it Irish intervention? It, it,
0: it was the match that people have been waiting for. <laughs>
3: Bit of interference with a Godfather. Oh, Never okay. stop
0: with a bloody interference. Ah, that's annoying.
3: At one point
2: as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, and then I tapped you out with a crossface. You need. Yeah, to, did. You need to go into options and turn interference off. And in that game, it can get quite annoying. Um, but yeah, was it, did the, the oh. controls come back to you naturally? I've got to say, I'm pretty no, good. At no, that no game. not at all. Oh, it's a shame. We could arrange a tournament. I don't know. That's the classic uh, That's all these one. bloody
0: FPSs and the rest of it on, on the PS4 ruins in terms of using other sorts of game controllers. Oh. I struggle with playing like a game of, of um, well, Pez with mm. my son. Like, I'm absolutely shite in it. It's just a waste of time to see him kicking my ass. And then it's like, should we even bother playing this? Because you can be whoever you oh, want.
2: You know, you know what they had in that retro uh, arcade they went to? They had Sensible Soccer. We were a fan of that back in the day. Bro, I've had so many. You know, the one where it's just literally dots and the balls. Like, But but it was yeah. like infinitely customizable. Like I remember spending weeks and weeks like making, because it was all fake teams, with like slightly off names, you know, instead of Co- Tony Cotty with a C A B with a K. Instead of Duncan Ferguson, it'd be like Duncan <laughs> Johnson. It'd be like just lots of lots of stuff. But I'd go. I'd literally spend weeks did he get going sent through off and a lot of everyone. Duncan Johnson. I wonder if I can't remember if you could change that in a sentence. Whether you could. I mean, I I he probably did when oh, I was Drunken playing I was Duncan. In. Yeah, get himself sent to prison again. Yeah, I remember. Remember, beat free Duncan.
0: Two burglars, didn't they? He did. He did broke Is into his out? house. Beat them up. He wants to
2: protect those pigeons. You know, got to be careful.
0: Uh, oh, he's an absolute animal when he was on the drink, wasn't he? Back in the day, bad man.
2: Bad man, I could tell you stories about that, but I'll have to tell you off air. Uh, all right, all right, okay. Uh, work related when
0: stuff. you say they're a bad man, I think the last time I heard you say it was about Marty Janetti, and I thought, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah,
2: no one's gonna do, gonna go for Marty Janetti. Uh, <laughs> but uh,
0: well, <laughs> why bring him over?
2: You're asking for trouble. So, <laughs> just... I, I've just actually remembered, JP, we're doing a wrestling podcast here, with 40 we minutes. are, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> uh, we should probably talk some wrestling unless you want to carry on down that road i'm willing to talk marty Gennetti, well, it marty Jannetty. well this is the funny
0: thing we were all saying this before and we were talking about stuff for the show there isn't actually necessarily a whole no. lot that's that's necessarily going up going mm. on but we I covered mean, a lot people, last week didn't hot we? takes in the first few days of the uh world tag league in new (laughs) japan i think you're gonna be sorely let down
2: wh park's been been stumbling through it and putting a couple of uh, match recommendations on twitter but he's the only man i've seen doing it like i'm even if he's Mm. recommending matches and i trust wh park i'm not doing it i'm watching i'm not watching any of this thing it's
0: hard to, because I'm just not invested in the slightest no. in this tournament. No. I mean, I did watch one of the matches, actually, and it was on WH Park's recommendation from the All Japan Tag League, which is a bit more interesting and only has 10 teams in it. What are you laughing at, Joe? You. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, okay. So, I haven't watched any of the New Japan. He just started laughing. At me. I was wondering what was going on. So, I haven't watched any of the New Japan Tag League, but I did watch the main event from the first day of the All Japan one, and it had next streams, so it was like yuma aogi and um kento our old friend kento Miyahara, um up against um violent giant violent giants very much taking on the beefy fuckers role from uh, from the last show um <laughs> of um shuji ishikawa and suama and it's it's really good stuff it's kind of like uh, not like a, a kind of there's bits where they go into the crowd, but it's just a, a very like Miyahara is just on the top of his game, and it's stuff where uh, Suwama and Shikara, as those sort of grizzled old bastards, doing a really good job. Yuma Ogi at point is is kind of there as like that sort of younger guy who's going to take who's going to take that kicking. Get go out of your way to watch it. I know WH absolutely loves it. I think I went about like four and a quarter on it because mm. I thought it was just like. At that kind of much better end of good tag match and Miyahara is just what he does doesn't look spectacular, but he does it so well. And the speed he moves in and the charisma as well. And it's not like sold out. I'm guessing it's about eight, nine hundred there. If there's a thousand at Kurikan, I'd be surprised. But it's still, yeah, go out of your way to watch that. New Japan Tag League, I I'll watch the final. Mm. Like Joe said last last week, it's a time to kind of take a break before basically we embark on three full days of New Japan in in January.
3: Is that the equivalent of watching the Emirates Cup final during pre-season or something?
0: I'm more thinking this one feels more like when you get Everton, Man City and Singapore. Mm. And you're like, it's 1-1, there's a load of youth team players, I could give less of a shit, there's a penalty shootout. And the players don't look interested, but the fans are weirdly going berserk
1: mm.
0: yeah that's how I feel about like this this tag league I, at the moment it's like I can't be asked and the, the the lineups I know we sort of said about this last week so uninspiring. Mm. I'm quite glad to take that little bit of a break Cool
2: cool i'll just delete the note yeah, at the it. end of the podcast for stuff jp's watched we've just talked it now thanks jp yeah we well, have yeah,
3: sorry mate <laughs>
2: it's all right i appreciate it good recommendations for the people there did you uh do any grapple ratings while you were out
0: um only only the one for the all japan one so for the fallen giants next stream went four and a quarter on uh let me just check definitely went four yeah four and a oh. quarter on that
3: would you put it on your beefy fuckers list
0: <laughs> oh yeah now that's the real kind of list we need to put together like the like the bad motherfucker title in the UFC, just like an alternate list where it's just big beefy lads knocking shit out of each other. If you're into <laughs> that, what like they're going to be a fun team to watch, and I look forward to them facing
3: Düring and Akiyama. The Problem is, if you meant the beefy fuckers title, I can imagine one of those Brit rest promotions that is bumbling along but just does like meme shit. <laughs> <laughs> would, would uh-huh. Adopt it and be like. Oh, the beefy fuckers title, hey, hey, hey. and uh, I, it would just
2: die of You, mean, you I, mean the Tuesday. Atlas belt, basically, Joe?
3: Yeah, but I mean, like, it would just become a comedy thing, and yeah. I don't know, uh, Tuesday night graps or something. I reckon. Um, <laughs> you know which is fine if you're into that but not for me not for me so I'd like to see the beefy fuckers title between proper beefy fuckers being beefy and not blokes just having a laugh on a Tuesday night up in
2: Manchester (laughs) 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 Santos would be the champion you know it um, oh
0: fuck that! <laughs> but I mean, sold out in two minutes tonight.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, but again, like you know, I put this on Twitter the other day. Like people got Rez is doing
3: it right in
0: it. Yeah,
2: it's sound. Yeah, because they sold two hundred tickets, Joe. So oh, it's okay. Get you know,
3: <laughs> hot seat.
1: Honestly,
2: I I, I literally searched because somebody made a point about uh oh, I not remember it was now, but I basically stole a tweet about how uh, Britt Rez is. Uh, is dead didn't really mean bit is dead it just kind of meant like you know you know the top level you know these great matches the people like the way I put it was you know worldwide people would be you know not just the three miles around the venue like worldwide people sought out and we had like the top wrestlers and feuds and matches in the in the world and like the amount of people who would like counter that because that's basically what we always meant by say Brit Rez is dead but people literally when you search the words Brit Rez is dead there's at least 20 tweets from people going how can Brit Rez be dead when Schadenfreude has sold two lots of tickets of 200 over two nights I mean okay yeah Brooks and his mates are are a big seller and it's genuinely impressive what they've done and they've you know tied into another story wiped the IPW UK stink off and they're doing better than ever with those Tuesday nights as much as you know, it might not be for us, Joe. Especially yourself. It's impressive, but it doesn't mean things are fine. It just means that you know, no. Chris Brooks's mates and you know the people who like buying Shout the merchandise. You know that 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 crew. Yous are all kind of you know supporting this 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 tuesday night thing and you know you're all part of like this this little mini scene and that's really cool but i'm not sure it really really counters the point that you know yeah. brit Rez as a scene the world was watching especially considering Freud that doesn't even go on vod uh, is dead i don't think it's really a good counterpoint
3: my mate's band when i was 18 would do a gig at the joiners great venue in southampton and they'd sell it out mm. they'd go down the road to pompey no be there yeah. I'm not saying that's the same here, but it's they weren't hot. They were hot amongst a very select group mm. of loyal people mm. in Southampton. It's not a representation of anything being hot at all. I get why it works. Yeah, it's mm, good. Those it's people. a thing. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it will never be for me.
2: Mm.
1: I
3: want emotion from wrestling. Mm. I want stories that I engage with. I don't want blow-up dolls and blow-up crocodiles yeah. and... <laughs> Blow up sharks. It's just it's. Oh. I, I want to invest. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to invest in someone where I'm like, hey, that was a great bit with that blow up doll tonight, mate. Well done. Here's twenty pound for a t shirt. <laughs> Thanks to the chat. I feel really good because I spoke to a wrestler. <laughs> I, I, I want to never speak to that wrestler, but be <laughs> completely involved in that big story in that hot venue yeah. where people are going mad and want that person to win, and yeah. they see a great match. That's to me, that's wrestling. I get that wrestling; it can be many, many different yeah. things. It's got its place. I'm past hearing that there's still a great scene in the UK. What there is is there's a scene. And I get that for people it still works and they still get something out of it. And I completely understand that. And occasionally, um, you know, I might pop along to not a Schadenfreude show, but I'll pop along to someone at some point, I'm sure. Hmm. And it's fine, but there's no buzz on it. And it's the buzz that isn't on it that means that, it's dead it's not that it's dead in terms of attendance but it's dead in terms of the buzz in terms of the international Mm. buzz in terms of people being intrigued by what is going on over here Mm. that's that's where we're coming from when we say it's
2: dead yeah it's 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 your yeah. mate, it's your mates from america your mates from canada your your mates who don't again live down the road from the venue who are yeah. watching you know these shows in their thousands and are talking about these wrestlers and stuff on a worldwide you know level you know i i love like uh you know the young guns for example who we saw a future shock great young wrestlers they're not even in the conversation when it comes to best wrestlers in the world. I'm not having it. Like, they're great, but mm-hmm. the are great at that level. There's, Brit Rez is good to a... Those kind of level shows are good to a certain point. The the shows, to that audience, they're doing it perfectly, and long may it continue for them. You know, I've been to... I went to the one Tuesday Night grap show when it was IPW UK. Uh, I don't think we ever even talked about it much on on this show and i had a fun time i know gareth goes to all those shows i know the ogdens go to those shows and uh and lead the atmosphere a lot of the time as they as they normally will but that's again like you say that's a that's a certain niche isn't it um that's like that's filling a a certain role sorry jp i
0: was gonna say one of the the kind of more worrying aspects about where british wrestling is is that the way that i look at the kind of um shard and grab stuff is that it's fun it's kind of like DDT-esque which is obviously part of the inspiration behind it however I would never watch DDT ever but (laughs) what's, what's really scary is that that kind of promotion should be existing where there's a plethora of other promotions doing lots and lots of other things around it and it fulfills its niche by which where it's the promotion that's getting kind of a bit of a buzz at a quiet time for all promotions I find that more worrying and more of an indictment especially when we're talking about next this weekend coming, we've got a Rev Pro show and we've got a Progress show. And this is kind of stuff that, you know, these are the things that are getting that are getting the the sellouts and that bit of kind of buzz. And I obviously recognise that, that what they do is a niche and what they're doing is the right way of doing it, like Definitely. you guys have said as well. I think it's just more scary that that's the thing that's getting like – buzz at the moment whereas Mm. all of the other promotions when you talk about like kind of a landscape that just feels i don't know maybe maybe it's just us and we're just completely cynical about it but the buzz is definitely not there and we hear it as well about like kind of event shows where people have said yeah this might be the last one of these that i do yeah
3: i get it because Mm. i think one of the things is the last few years have been great Mm. and a lot of people have you know, ended up sort of revolving like their weekends, like their social life mm-hmm. around it. It's become really easy to do that. And I think that's great. Yeah. That it's happened. and I mean there's a bit of scene that's been able to facilitate. Heavily
0: cost effective in austerity Britain as well, I might
3: add. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Twelve quid for a show, yes yeah. please. Absolutely fine. Yeah, it's been great. Um and uh, we've had a great few years going to shows and all the rest of it. But I think with a lot of people it's like a bit of an identity thing as well Mm. and for me it has never been an identity thing um and i think that sort of realizing that that booms over and admitting that it's over Mm. it's kind of like saying that there's not like i don't know your social life maybe isn't as i don't know if this is the right thing to say isn't as much fun or isn't as mm. kind of high profile or as mm. engaging as it necessarily once was mm. so i think it's almost like the hangover from the fact that the buzz is kind of off it and i think what is good is the scene is definitely healthier oh gotcha. it's not hot but it's healthier and i think the shows that will carry on will draw more people generally than they would have eight or nine years ago yeah, yeah. which That's is a- good which is good and there's more of a plethora of talent as a result as well and hopefully lessons can be learned from this buzz period and we don't react in the same way we did after world of sport went away from television where it took what 30 years close to it 25 years Mm. for the scene to get good in or notable in any way, again, on a kind of global scale. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's it. You want, like, those mid-level promotions that, like, you know, the Ogdens are doing four podcasts a weekend still about, you know, your titles, your Future Shocks, who I believe I had a killer show this weekend, you know, mm-hmm. as far as, a, again, a live show for the level it is. Um, you know, you, that, that mid-level of the scene seems healthy enough. Obviously, there's, your like, some breeds who've had to take a time out. Riptide have taken times out in the past as well. But, you know... It, The people, I think the people who will push back on on the whole Brit Rez is dead stuff are the people who are attending these live shows. But again, they are live shows. It's a bit of a difference from, you know, Rev Pro and Progress getting talked about, you know, for a silly example, in The Observer or, you know, getting reviewed by, say, the Voices of Wrestling podcast, just being you know, of note on the worldwide stage, which they aren't anymore. Um, Mm. It's like James, he put it perfectly. Like James, he put a a poll out. He was like, and he was, I, I saw he was asking genuinely. He was like, what are people, people's, do people actually have any UK match of the year candidates for this year? And I was reading the replies and like, some of it's just like, some of them, you know, I was like, okay, someone said, Tyler Bate and Walter. I didn't love that match from NXT UK, but I can I
1: can see it in the mm.
2: conversation. But it's a WWE people... match, though. Yeah, exactly. And then people are kind mm. of... People are forcing in, like, these 3.5-star progress matches with Ilya Dragunov in and, you know, random Rev Pro matches, even. Uh, you know, I love packing and Mike Oku. I love Pac and Cara Noir. But, like, I'm never going to... Uh, that is not on the same radar for me as the high-level New Japan stuff from this year, even though New Japan had, uh, didn't have the best year themselves. Or even, you know, closer to home, and you can count it as part of Brit Res if you want, the, the high-level OTT stuff this year. There is uh, mm. those, I think it's four matches in the, in the Devil and Star stuff this year. They're going to, you know, a couple of them are going to be in my top 10 for the end of the year. We're probably going to do a podcast about that at some point. The, the, even the top of the top level Brit res stuff isn't even in the same conversation it's not in the conversation with the elite level stuff that's been happening worldwide this year even if that, that elite level stuff has maybe took a bit of a dip this year and I just again I think yeah I, mean, I think it comes from a good place and I think people are just so invested in the UK scene that they're gonna tell you that a you know a random everything's upper card, all right Brit Res matches, you know, a match that took place in Future Shot last weekend, should be on, you know, on the list with those types of matches. But being realistic, it doesn't, and I think Jamesy made a good point. I don't think there is a combat. I don't think we're even going to mention Brit Rez if we, you know, we come to put our our top ten matches of the year together this year, unless you guys have got some wild card match that I am not thinking of.
3: I am just looking at my match of the year list actually, and do you know want to know outside of Ott and that Walter Tyler bate match? Which I class a WWE match. Hmm. Do you want to know where the highest highest ranking match ranks in my list? Go on, mm. number thirty nine. Fucking hell, uh, Zach and Minoru Suzuki against Aussie Open at Global Wars. Yeah, the Which was a great tag. Yeah, yeah. I've rewatched it since, and it is really good. Was that this year? Yeah, yeah, it was May this year. Yeah, yeah. God, the yeah. title change. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you were alive at that one, weren't you? Was that the one in, like, yeah. the weird um, social club kind of venue? Or was that your no, call? No, no, it, it was at your call. Oh, right, Okay. So I've one, got no recollection of it.
0: <laughs> I'm curious what you're thinking of that, where your mind wandered off to in a Freudian sense.
2: I'm thinking of that. They were talking on the Andes podcast last week where they had to do a show in like a random like leisure centre, one of the big shows. It was supposed to be your call. That was Ishii against uh, Suzuki. Oh, oh, that's that. That was, that's that was October last year in Brixton. In Brixton. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm getting them two mixed up. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's not even entering my mind. Ma- there's no Rev Pro match this year that's entering my brain for that for 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 match of the year. You know, maybe if Osprey and Packer had a finish, it might be in there. But I think ah, if I, Yeah, I put yeah. my I put my top like my, my matches from Grapple down and there's just literally nothing. There's nothing that's even to, coming close.
3: Do you want to know the next one after that? Go on. So down at number sixty one uh if I exclude WXW where I've got a match in between, so Germany, hmm. sixty one, Pack versus Michael Oku.
2: Sixty one. Right. Yeah.
3: But down is sixty one. Yeah.
2: It says it all, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything it really comes, does. Anything at all come and, from mind for you, JP? Sorry. Anything come to mind for you at all, like a, a match? No, other you... than
0: the ones that you've mentioned, and there were ones like I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I, I was at the Riptide match with Pac and Karen Qu- and Wala. I absolutely loved it and I loved love it that too. what that's it did. Seventy-one on my list is that seventy? I mean, yeah, it was, uh, but you wouldn't have it in in, your, in the top ten of the year. You're kind of going what the high end matches at that stage, and I can't. You,
2: you, you'd have to have and not that's somewhat that. of an
0: indictment, isn't yeah. it? I mean, the the like. I, I would agree with what Joe said and, to, uh, and what yourself said about outside of the sort of OTT stuff, really, for this year. I'm trying to think from anything from WXW who won't be getting into this list off the top of my head. I've w. got w. Walt, Walt, a
3: lucky kid. Yeah,
2: Walter there. Phoenix as well, Walt, but that's Walt Germany Phoenix. again. Yeah.
0: Walter Phoenix is on my list as well. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. so the, there are those, but we're talking Britress. Um that six man they did uh on the final night with um the Lucha Brothers against uh Schaden that, yeah. that's on, that's somewhere on my list. That was a great match. I think that's a really
2: underrated match actually. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah, I've got even like Thatcher uh, and Bobby Guns from Tag League, I know you guys haven't seen it. I've got that on there. I've got WXW stuff in the mix. But again, it's stuff I was there live for, stuff for like the big weekenders. So there is maybe that bias as well. I'm just looking, I'm looking at my my ratings on Grapple, and the highest rated progress match I've done this year is Walter Ilya, which he gave 4.25. Uh, which was very good but not at the level of their top matches and I think mm. you've got to be at least hitting four and a half to be in my match of the year consideration and I've got a couple of Swords of Essex matches remember that great run Robinson and, uh, and Osprey. yeah I've got progress. a few of them at that four further stars those further though, down though, yeah. there. that's the thing isn't it though further down Iliad and Jordan yeah there's nothing absolutely nothing that I'd even consider and And,
0: you know, to get on to... Sorry, you were going to... No, go on. I was going to say going on to the kind of meta issue of all of this, like I wonder what event has transpired over the last (laughs) few years, this boom period. Oh, JP, come on. Possibly have gone in that maybe stopped lots of people but grow up, (laughs) I know. Or lots of the great imports we used to have as well that we can't have along at the same time. That's a big thing, isn't it?
2: That doesn't get talked about enough that like... Because, you know, when we did, like, our... You know, we'd, we'd always do the Best of Brit Res show at the end of the year with Martin and uh, and sometimes Ollie And mm-hmm. we'd... A lot of the time, it'd be big import matches, wouldn't it? You know, when, remember when Chris Hero was over and he was all oh, over our yes, ballots?
1: Matt yeah. Riddle
2: was all over our ballots? You haven't even got that anymore. Jeff Cobb's not even come nah. over as much and I didn't even like Jeff Cobb that much. You know what I mean? Nah. It's like th- that little... That generation of that happening. that I mean... There's David Starr, obviously, but again, his best stuff's happening in OTT as well, so there's not even that. It's just, The thing to say as well,
3: though, is uh, we're basing this on, like, quality of matches. Like, Mm. it's not, what I'll say is, yeah, match quality is a barometer. Yeah. But I'd also say, like, think about shows. Like, sometimes you get shows that got a lot of buzz. What shows outside of OTT really have got major buzz and have translated outside of this country this year as well? There's Mm. kind of, nothing mm. you, know, you get those progress chapters that would be really hot and people would be talking about Or these kind of landmark big shows there's been none of that this year mm-hmm. you know progress downgraded to ali pally and john bryley put a humble brag tweet up about <laughs> yes. Brit recipe and dead even though they drew two thousand less than they <laughs> did the year before <laughs> in a shit venue and put on a shit show yep uh, but hey you've got a you know Keep keep bragging humbly about things that aren't there to brag about. No, Go Briley. No. It's almost like the Tories boasting about, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> after 2017 when their their majority mm. was reduced and being like, well, we won the election. You're fucking minority. And the WWE could be the DUP in that one, possibly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's – there's just been nothing no. for me that's got any buzz. Like – to go back to the match thing, my highest rated match is a card of Minoru Suzuki. Oh, yeah, from yeah. West. And that's yeah. a New Japan match. Does that but, count? See, but even say like Rev Pro, right? I know the New Japan deal has got a lot of criticism. Where would Rev Pro be <laughs> without that God. New Japan deal? Yeah. I think there's an argument that they might be dead without that New Japan deal at this point mm. because they wouldn't be able to put on those major shows or those major draws on the card. So. At the end of the day, I think that new Japan deal is a lot more kind of good than it is bad for RevPro, kind of in the long term, and probably kept them open for a good while longer, if anything. Oh, so
0: was yeah, it. imagine without that, what would have happened with NXT? Yeah, it's
3: a bleak situation when you think about it. I think Quilden probably would have sold up
0: and yeah. probably would have taken
3: the job of NXT UK
2: if he didn't have the the new Japan deal. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's a that's where the end. That's a timeline I don't want to live in. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I I, I will criticise as well, and I will. You know, you look at that list of Rev champions down the years, and they have essentially, you know, sold their belts to New Japan. But you you see, and when they put the belt on Sonada next year, maybe I'll criticise them again. But you see Ugh. why they do it, because, yeah, you know, without it, what have they got? I mean, I'm coming, I'm coming down to the J-Cup this weekend, and that's mainly sold on Pac versus Amazing Red. So you can still do a blockbuster match without New Japan, but there's New Japan talent all over that show. And that's a maybe not the primary reason why I'm coming down, but it's certainly the secondary reason why I'm coming down. And whether that's mm. that's an indictment of RevPro, I suppose, in some ways, in, you know, reacting to the... To NXT taking so much talent up, but also it's a reality. That's a that's a reason I'm coming. It's it's the New Japan guys. Well, these bastards have taken
3: our wrestlers, but they've also taken our referees and our production guys as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just the most transparent like evil bastards going in this industry like that they honestly anyone who thought oh my god wwe coming to the uk (gasps) nxt uk oh you're a fucking idiot yeah seriously remember what remember when we were in the ballroom to our scene oh the guys have got better contracts yeah fair play to them them. i get it from their point of view but that doesn't mean we should like it. Yeah. We don't have to like what they like. I like the yeah. You know, it's pretty good that football players earn fuck loads of money and can live lavish lifestyles. Do I like it? No. I'd rather than be Matt Letizier on his four grand a <laughs> week, which is the highest wage he was ever
1: wait, paid at Saints. Wait till Corbyn gets his feet way. on
2: the ground. <laughs> wait till Corbyn Get gets it. his way, Joe. He's gonna he's gonna turn that round anyway. Who's that? Uh, Jeremy Corbyn wasn't that the plan that he wants to. Uh bring down the the cost of going to matches therefore uh, footballer wages are going to come down What's the socialize I seen this. When did this come out? It was the earlier this week. It was like an, an interview, something mm. like that. Yeah, I don't think it's an it's an outright policy, but it was about bringing the cost of the uh, the football games down for fans, which I'd I've always love agreed. To try. to uh, be uh, honest,
3: Liverpool his Arsenal to allegiance, and then being the most expensive club to attend in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We get in return for it as well.
0: Yeah. That's it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've got to bring it up because it's it's so. Hopefully it'll tie into what you're about to say, JP, but it's so prevalent to what we're talking about, you know, the whole NXT UK stuff. Mm. Another horrible view I've seen, you know, pedal out there. res is fine because also today, NXT UK takeover Blackpool two. That's a mouthful. Sold out in two hours. Fuck! Oh. <laughs> Crisis averted. We must all well hang up
0: now. At this point, been <laughs> a good ride, folks. Bye bye. Look what they've done for our scene in our industry. Oh, the, well, that's the, it. The, Everyone is happy. And lost,
2: lost in that as well. They sold out today, but they've also. Announced TV tapings that are going head to head with 16 carats. You know, the best mates of WXW. Coincidence, they
0: put those four years ago, mate. Done, don't know what you're on about.
2: They've done it again. Like, we'll literally ask them at the press conference at Tag League, how are you sure WWE aren't going to run head to head with their carats again? And WXW were kind of like, well, you know, we can't, we don't really know WWE's dates, but hopefully not. They've done it again. And also, like, I. I'm not going to do it because Louch is such a great man. But, you know, I, I had a big rant about ICW on WWE this week. And even even ICW, as much as I dislike that product, and I've always disliked that product, There's big Shug's house party weekend, WWE are running in Glasgow that weekend with NXT UK taping. So they're not even nice to their mates. Uh, that's just going no. to be all over it.
3: Well, they're done with ICW now. They're not going to bother with them, really,
0: have they? they,
2: they, Well, they're doing family shows now, ICW. They're doing family shows, aren't they? they, they,
3: Yeah, he did
0: some team up with that. It's like, oh, God. Do you know what? I'm going to say it. It's boring, cliche. Read a fucking wrestling (laughs) history book, right? (laughs) How did he kill the territories? Goes in there, everyone's their mates. Of course, don't want to do anything wrong at all. It'll be more exposure. Mark- if we're there as well, it'd be good for your guys when you get them in. Sign them all away. Generally, don't give two shit. Don't give two shits about about
3: the business in there, and effectively kill the territory. Mark Dallas is kind of in the stew heart position, isn't he? Where mm. his lads, yeah. got some, he got his lads some jobs. He was probably promised I don't know what what he got out have a deal, but then they just kind of give up on it and go ah whatever. Mm. See you later. You know, it's yeah. It, it was obvious this was going to happen, mm. and also, I hope the people in Hull had a good time this weekend. You know, <laughs> European city of culture and all that. Hull oh, <laughs> watching a subpar brand of wrestling.
2: I felt I felt so bad for uh, Day Owen, who's a friend of the podcast. Who's like, he's the he's the one man who is willing to go to these tapings and put the results out because no one else, I know the Ogdens went this weekend because of course he did it's wrestling and all, Um, but he he was putting the results out and as soon as he put out that it looked like they were going towards Walter versus Joe Coffey for the Blackpool takeover, like the amount of replies he just got of, people's gone for fuck. Like, I listened to Voices of Wrestling this weekend where they were, you know, they were talking, did the whole Brit Res thing linked to IPW UK mm. shutting down. And I think Lanza made the point that we've made a few times. Like it it you could probably take it, couldn't you, if it was good. Like if NXT UK was good, yeah. like like I went to the, I'm not going to this Blackpool one, but I went to the initial Blackpool tournament and I would remember that weekend because Progress were running that weekend. So there you go. They ran head to head with the mates again. And I went to the Saturday show and being a Progress loyalist at the time, I made sure I went to Progress Birmingham on Sunday because I didn't want to sell out my favorite um, punk rock wrestling promotion, um, unlike the owners. And I went to the WWE taping on one day and, and refused to go the second day. I wouldn't even do that now because back then I remember thinking. In the same things, I was worried about what it was going to do to the scene, but at the same time, it was WWE it'd be interesting to see how they were going to use the local guys, what it was going to look like, it was a massive, massive news story, it was genuinely interesting I couldn't be less interested now and a big part of that is that Joe Coffey versus Walter Match the headline and this sold-out takeover. Like, is there somebody backstage at WWE JP who's like, is it like Sean or is it Trips or is it someone like that who's like, you know what? This Joe Coffey, he's a proper just like Randy Orton, proper workers, worker. He does all the little things. Yeah. And you know Smallman and Briley and Glenn Joseph are sat in a corner thinking, we didn't even book him for our Atlas division. He's fucking boring as fuck.
3: They did right in the they, final.
2: They did, and then what else did they do with him? Not the eventually they Stop using him again because you know why? Because he's boring as fuck. Like they must know that he's boring as fuck. There is a reason they never used him after that in progress. yet he's headlining another takeover. Like, did that Pete Dunn match even end? Like, is that not still going on now? Like, what the fuck? If it was good, I think we'd I think we'd all be at least slightly less negative on it, wouldn't we? At least if we had like this. This mm-hmm. interesting product to talk about in lieu of a proper top level of what was a bright Brit Res scene two years ago.
0: Yeah, it, there's, God, there's, it, it's so depressing that this is what we've ended up with. We've ended up with NXT UK. It's and you mentioned shit. about, about it, it's, there, there's kind of a couple of things going on here. I mean, one of the things that, and at some point, I think when the kind of level of criticism comes out, and it's like, "What? Well, what? You're criticising all the guys for signing with them and all the rest." Cool. It's the idea of this is good for workers if you want to work there, and obviously, you know, uh, safe in the knowledge that you know that
2: dream of ending up a maniac.
0: <laughs> sorry,
2: JP. Who was the Irish wrestler this week who tweeted about how happy he was? Dude. Make. He got squashed in 30 seconds, you're fucking mark. Like, what? The match didn't go on. Is this, is this your dream to get, get squashed yeah. by Eddie Dennis? Like, fucking have better <laughs> dreams. Sorry.
3: Yeah. But this is the you thing. I think Tony DeVito, when he was doing squash matches in the mid 90s on Superstars, was like, man, I'm living the dream. <laughs> here at WWF Superstars losing a Bob Hollis Smart plug.
2: at least it's Live superstars at least it's superstars though it's not NXT UK and whole I said on BW, Andy Boy Simmons had it right he got a memorable squash against two he juiced a gusher we all still talk about that match I'm not going to be talking about some fucking Irish mark who got jobbed out on NXT UK <laughs> I've better dreams everyone bet on yourself
0: fucking hell this is the thing is, as well is NXT UK has been along for a couple of years, imagine if you're in NXT UK, like, and you know, here's stories, obviously with Only Lawkin wanting his release this week, so yeah. more people unhappy. If if there is the, the only, bit, you know, don't necessarily have to take advice from us. Don't say anything. Let that contract run down. There are big, big potential Mate, of opportunities. Mix. We're the
3: enemy.
0: No, we are. Yeah, we're the problem. what? Because we don't like. Because we, we're independent wrestling fans who don't like, don't like WWE. What was that? Look, I'm happy they got pay rises, but it's worked out shit for the fans. And sorry, I
3: can't sit there with a shit-eating grin on, going, "That's all right." It's twenty quid for Look, a T-shirt. Why don't we sit around being ignorant, talking about positive things, and being really nice, when everything's all right? Kind of like oh, that's those- a death knell of society. That world. Fucking positivity. Kind of really like is. those Tory voters who are just going to sit around pretending the world's fine and go and vote Tory and have five years of fucking austerity when it comes to promises that they're mm-hmm. not going to make based around spending because they're not going to make those promises. They're saying it to win a fucking election and get idiots on board. Yeah, I've just said it. Most of the NXT UK fans, probably fucking Tory voters, the cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Placeholder Sorry, wrestling. Dave. It's placeholder wrestling so that they have a place in the market so they can try and dictate, uh, get people on board, get people away from competition in the market, try and actively kill promotions because I honestly think they've tried to actively kill Red Pro. I don't think there's any doubt about oh, that, yeah. the way they've acted. And it's just disgusting at the end of the day. It's the- vile, vile behaviour. And at the top of it, it's a psychopath and he's trying to. T- uh, this psychopath at the top of it is trying to teach a serial egotist at the same time. So Vincent Mann, psychopath, teaching, mega egotist, who can't let it go, Triple H. And here they are in our market. And here's William Regal pretending that everything's all right and this is what he's always wanted. And Kaylee Ray and Tony Stewart, a match that will be spoken about for generations. Ask oh, what's all right then.
0: Well, we're having a wrestling version of austerity. <clears> I <I'll throat> mean, at the moment, this is what we had. We had wrestling that kind of boom yeah. period. And then rather like the collapse of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, NXT U- UK turned up basically you know crash happens and then they tell us well basically you've been spoiled for far too long you should be seeing these guys in a much bigger environment and it's basically you know almost slapping us around the face sort of telling us no these are the really good times you remember like 2019 that's the year for brit rest like nothing about grow up don't put spaces between your fucking letters you're 40-year-old
3: man. Fuck's sakes. It's a shame because I love Trent Seven. He's yeah. great.
2: <laughs> He's a fucking yeah. world's oldest teenager, isn't he? Him telling people to grow up. Like, the fucking state of it. Like we've got, we have I'm gone bored we've, of it. We like gone. see if we want to see those wrestlers, you have to pay <laughs> twice as much for what yeah. it
0: was. And yes, it is good for them, but that has to. The, it's the absolute non-recognition that this
3: has not been good for <laughs> we've, fans. We've, we've also the matches aren't any good. So like you go and see Trent Seven for double the price. Is he going to do what he does in Fight Club Pro no. in NXT UK? No. <laughs> brings it <laughs> back to the point. Beno race. If this was any good, yeah, then this might feel well, worthwhile. But cares it really is. I see the match between Trent Seven, Eddie Dennis, and Blackpool. Yeah. I'd rather go up, I don't know, Blackpool Tower and see Steven Flutter his bird up there from the <laughs> Empire State build again. Because that was a laugh on Instagram.
2: There you go. That's well. That's the thing I, I don't even want... It, it's killing my interest in these NXT UK... Like, a match will get hyped. Like, yeah. Cass, Cassius Ono versus Tyler Bates was apparently really good. The, like, last week. I still don't care because it's, it's in the NXT UK presentation. And I genuinely care less and less about these guys. Like, I used to love travis banks i couldn't care less about travis banks at this point who's you know, travis banks who is he yeah exactly
0: <laughs> like, i was thinking about this there was what what was it the end of 2016 was he all, all, i was saying certainly he was like the best wrestler yeah. of the year. Oh, yeah. two years
3: ago me and you did that interview with him yeah and it was a really i thought it was a really good interview we did at the time mm. he was hot he had a lot of buzz on him mm. he told us his dream match was akada or tanahashi that who went by the wayside. <laughs> when he chose the NXT UK yeah. contract, because I think if he stuck with Rev Pro, he would have got New Japan. Mm. It looked like it was heading that I way. I see why they signed it. It's just the point of: is there automatic rolling
0: extensions on these, or is there going to be a point? And this is the real interest. If some of them come up with
3: these, I can't. Who's got an opportunity outside of Pete Dunne? Okay, who's now mm. on the NXT main roster. Tyler Bate. The king of everything's nowadays. fine, yeah. Trent Seven to an extent. Yeah, Walter seems to just, you know, get the best deal out of this possible. Oh, yeah, he was on Raw so last week. Don't give a fuck. But yeah. yeah. anyone yeah. else, have they got a good deal out of this? Have Wolf they got an, an opportunity <laughs> out of this?
2: I haven't seen anyone get an opportunity. But Wolfgang really? gets lumped with that lot, doesn't he? Somehow, like, at the start, he was getting, like, shots. But you're like, yeah. But you know what the best thing you can hope for? The best you can hope for is to be Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Getting squad by raw machine on raw you know war machine who like used to like have competitive matches with like progress level tag teams on the indies like those dudes squashing you in, in a matter of seconds like that's th- I, i'm sure it made their day to be on raw or smackdown or whichever the two shit shows it was on but like yeah like I, I you know i get it there's only so many full-time pay positions in the uk it's great for the you know at least for the bank ballast Balance of the individual wrestlers, but if you ask me, they're even underpaid at that point. But it just—it's the death knell for interest for me in like British wrestlers. Like, if mm. anything, like the other thing that that happened this—you know—I mentioned before, you know, the NXT UK running TV tapings during Sixteen Carat. I'm far more interested in Sixteen Carat now. Like, I don't want to. Like, I—I yeah. I, I, I mean, it's shitty because more interesting it, lineup yeah. where you have some control over
0: the finishes. There's yeah. a novelty.
2: Leave those. Leave. You know, I love Walter and Ilya um it will be. To blow nice. them not being there that weekend but the idea of WXW having to go to the well and bring in genuine indie talent and bring more of that side of things, that makes me far interested in making the trip in March because I just don't care about these mm. NXT UK wrestlers anymore, I don't want to see them anymore Um Might yeah. get Ridge Holland though, you never know. Why would we want
3: to work with our European friends we could be an insular sovereign nation? <laughs>
2: yeah you can do
3: that yeah making our own laws and rules and booking our own matches and not having to revolve them around you know our european neighbors 16 of wxw might try and dictate the terms of the agreement at the nxt uk tapings that weekend because <laughs> it's always fucking europe dictating the terms of
2: the agreement isn't it yeah <laughs> sorry uh, i mean i should probably link in before we move on i don't know if, um Link to the Brit Rez dead thing. And I don't agree. It's got really anything to do with it. I just think they were badly run. IPWUK, you know, went on there. Like, oh, it's worth mentioning just because of, like you know, Link to the Tuesday Night Grab stuff. Remember when we did the, uh, we kind of went in on IPWK and that, sh- that daft decision oh, yes. they made to run WrestleMania weekend and uh, one of us me particularly <laughs> made a joke about something to do with them it was a rough area they were running in and I was saying something like they, they used You're to run in and, yeah that was it yeah, yeah. I made made a joke about them being used to running with criminals or something like that to do with Dan Edler and we had the UK owner at that time who since left and sold up um, and then the subsequent owners have closed it like literally in the indie corners DMs going oh listen to the podcast and it's disgusting what you said you need to edit the podcast or I'm gonna sue you a bit Basically his words and we ended up like it was the one and only time I've ever edited one of our podcasts for a reason like that. Mm. And I regret it to this day. I should have just left it up. But like the other thing that he was going because we talked on that show about how Tuesday night graps doesn't really fit the IPW UK aesthetic, whatever that aesthetic was supposed to be. And his big lesson that he took out of it was like he like literally put in the message to me, he was like, Yeah, one thing I did agree on was was Tuesday night graps. And that day they cancelled Tuesday Night Graps and it was like, No, what we meant was like as much as it's not for us it didn't fit your brand because because uh, it was actually successful and people were into it the actual yeah. IPW UK wherever the fuck it was supposed to be that was the failure and it should be no surprise at this point that they've gone on that I don't you know there's probably you know maybe they could have trundled on a few more months if we were in a different you know we were still in the boom period and WW UK wasn't here but I think it was always happening and it was a nothing promotion you know for the majority of its run in the end although you know obviously it was some very, very influential early years when Andy Quill and the lads were around and it basically took over FWA mm. and kind of, you know, was Rev Pro before Rev Pro was Rev Pro. But it was nothing for so long that I can't even say it's a sad day that IPW UK has closed up, even if it maybe gives you an indication of where the scene is right now.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that it, it, it they did bring this upon themselves and we always look at the mania weekend as kind of been the high point of an absolutely terrible decision and how much they lost on that when it was a show that was almost set up entirely to fail because mm. there was like you say what was the brand what was the dollar the, tickets yeah that that was the brand for that <laughs> weekend certainly yeah. but why Why?
3: land wrestling
0: there is a there is a more general point of and obviously there are some of these companies and i think it was it po- which other companies have gone under recently i want to say oh, fear of getting any of them wrong was it
3: pro wrestling clash i could be wrong breed um well
0: breed haven't yeah. um, they, they've just taken time out because the, okay. the stuff of the cave show to uh, kind of the one in sort of
3: bristol sort of west country prison
0: chaos, chaos and chaos yeah, yeah. um so the thing with these is there may be reasons, I don't know enough about those companies, about reasons why they may not exist, and I've got any of them wrong, I apologise. But part of the problem has been is that that when they go, that they've not been able, perhaps at times, to share the kind of names that they would have been able to share in the past, and those are small things. And when those people were starting to disappear off the scene, like particularly like British wrestlers, even at that kind of second tier, who might have been working lots of of variety of places, you start not to be able to get those and you can't afford to do imports because it's going to be more expensive to kind of get imports in and share on those. I think that's where the one general effect of NXT UK stockpiling talent has a negative effect on the rest of the industry because the thing that we have seen is, you know, as an overall point, is it's not only that first tier of guys, the second tier of guys, you could argue a lot of the third tier of guys, and so at this point you haven't got the people for the, the younger tier of guys to work with there's not enough of them out there
3: the fact those young guns lads have got an NXT contract there's been
2: I don't think they do oh no not the young oh, guns they did again okay, we're getting mixed up again not the young guns Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the pretty bastards oh uh, <laughs> let's not do what that what again <laughs> we have to do that
0: combination of bastards young and deadly I think there's something around those three oh, well. I just
2: what messed it up, up as well it's pretty about... deadly <laughs>
3: I know nothing about wrestlers on the British wrestling scene anymore <laughs> outside of Red Pro, so I'll just shut up. <laughs> but you're really? right, JP, on the IPW point, definitely mm. about the tiers of guys they've got. Yeah. I think with IPW as well, um, if you look at some of the guys that were booking, Kip
2: Sabian was one of their main guys mm. there. Oh, he's having a great time. That's, do you see on Jimmy Havoc's Instagram story where they were all having a nice roast? I was going to mm. uh, well, he was really? having a
3: roast in Florida rather than Milton Keynes, where he was mostly performing for IPW, so that's a proper there's some, upgrade. There's, there. some mu-
2: there's some mushrooms on that roast as well. I don't know what you think yeah, about I, that, JP.
3: i point this out to Joe. That's just a
0: wrong...
2: Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> You're
0: not getting any on, on, that, on your a, 5th of January roast.
2: I
3: like a mushroom, but, you know, I'll take your gristle or whatever I end up having to eat as well. <laughs> Slop. Um, but going back to the IPW point, all I'll say is... I was never a fan of the company. Let's be honest. They've Mm. not been good since Quilden left, what, 10-ish years ago? Mm -hmm. They've kind of been a dead brand, and they desperately needed to change the branding for a long time. So it was never cool, never any buzz. But there were guys that got regular gigs there, who did improve while they were there. I think Kip Sabian improved Mm. while he was there. So it was still a place for guys to go and work and build their reputation. They also ran that venue me and JP went to once in Milton Keynes, where they ran regular shows Yeah, and it worked for the crowd who were there. And it was a good place for guys to kind of hone their craft, if anything. yeah, I know they ran Osprey versus Pete Dunne there about a year and a half ago. It seems like a distant memory.
0: So we saw
3: Aussie open on that night. It was like right near the kind of start of their run. So there were benefits to the promotion and there were benefits to what they gave guys on the scene, if anything. But as those guys go, like you said, and they sign contracts elsewhere, who is there to use? Why are people going to go out for fourth tier talent? And it's not going to happen. What is funny is uh, that IPW UK versus Defiant invasion angle that me and you saw those Defiant <laughs> yes. things we got invited to a couple of years ago. Well, they're both dead, so...
0: <laughs> God, we jinxed it that night. We oh, killed yeah. both companies and created Chardon,
3: grabs. Who would have guessed? As a result of <laughs> all of that stuff. There you go. That's all.
0: You're,
2: our you're responsible influence. for meme wrestling. Yeah, it's, your, it's on you, Joe.
3: Meme wrestling was a, a long a, around a long time before that, mate. I was walking out of meme wrestling, <laughs> running through meme wrestling from yeah. day one.
1: <laughs> fucking it <hell>. up <laughs> Oh well,
2: I, I feel better in that. I've, I've had a bit of a rant, yeah. and you guys have had a bit of a. Is there any positives to take? I mean, Osprey's coming back. At least the that he said he's going to be doing more Rev Pro and OTT shows next year. He can save us, maybe, you know, at that top level. Mm. No? If God Osprey wants to get over here and, you know, put on a
3: masterclass at the cockpit or at York or every now and then, more power to him. Get yeah. over here. There are plenty of matches I'd like to see Will Ospreay do with a whole litany of talent. So, yeah, we're better off with that bloke over here, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely. We're
3: better off with him over here than we are seeing, I don't know, um, Dave Mastiff out of his WWE contract, that's
2: for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, any more? Anything more on Brit Rus or, in the famous words of Steve Austin, do you want to talk about CM Punk?
3: Well, Brit Rus is dead, so let's move on because I don't <laughs> like
2: talking about the dead too much. It gets
3: me down a bit.
2: <laughs> well, on that point, then, yeah, see, on the nice, rosy, positive. WWE uh, the, the, the front CM Punk's back everyone happened right like the day after we released or the day we released last week I was good both that and the um Jim Cornette story where he ble- the picture I put in the show image last week of uh, of Jimmy Habak and Phil Mitchell and again, uh, Ian, a fame of UK fan for a favorite, uh, had, had said that it was um, it was Excalibur with his mask off, and Jim Cornet bought it and went on a rant on his podcast for like three minutes about how <laughs> how uh, Excalibur looked like a fat piece of shit, and it was like, nope, that's just Phil Mitchell, mate. Uh, I was gutted we missed that, and I was gutted we missed the punk story. They were the two uh, big takeaways from last week uh, that happened right after we aired. Uh, but yeah, punk kind of a. Uh, Made his return, I mean, as Gareth put it, like, he, he probably put it best as, like, you know, you're in your brain, you imagined how how excited we all were for, for Punk's big comeback, for that music to hit, and then it hit on a WWE 100,000-viewer fluff TV show with no crowd, with Punk coming out and cutting, like, the aw- most awkward pitch-black-to-camera promo i And just standing there awkwardly with his cohort, it was like if you could have imagined like the the dampest squib of a of a return for CM Punk, this was it for me. Like I'm the biggest, one of the biggest CM Punk marks in the world, and even I can't say much positive about this. I suppose he's gone on on Twitter today and said something about how he's. Uh, I think he tagged Vincent McMahon and Tony Khan in the same tweet about how he's been catching up with wrestling and uh, people should be ready for his big opinions, but. Yeah, this is not the way I expected CM Punk to return. And yeah, as a long-term CM Punk fan to see the always rebellious punk rock CM Punk uh, go the way they always do and go crawling back to WWE, even if it is a Fox contract. I've got to say, it was uh, quite the uh, the disappointing return for me. Um, although, you know, I'll probably be, along with the other 100,000 odd people, be watching whatever he does on Tuesday this week.
3: Yeah, it's the rest of the equivalent of the return of Dirty Den to EastEnders, isn't it, in many ways.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, what
3: a disappointing return that was. It turned <laughs> me off actually watching EastEnders for a period of time. Even mm. Dennis Rickman rolling the sweat. Fucking shit. Even Eddie Santini from The Bill as Andy Hunter was in there, and I was a massive <laughs> Santini fan. Big Arsenal fan, MJP. You remember the episode of Manuel Petit? I do. Christmas Eve 1998. <laughs> Great episode. Yeah. But even I was off EastEnders at that point. <laughs> and, yeah, y- you know... Uh, This is a massive disappointment. There's no two ways about it. Like, oh, CM Punk's back as a critic. Cool. Like, he Mm. could just, you know, do video blogs on that from his bedroom if he wanted to and post them on a YouTube channel. And he might get more attention and more viewers on his YouTube channel because people are probably more willing to just watch a YouTube clip, a CM Punk talking about his thoughts of wrestling. And you know what? He's getting paid a fee. So I'm sure he's getting paid quite healthily by uh, Murdoch and Fox for this. So <laughs> yeah. fair enough. It's his own decision. Mm. But at the same time, I can't say that I'm not disappointed. And I think he's gone about it like a bit of a dick as well, to be honest with you. I think some of the stuff he's actually said about AEW in the past, a bit out of place. And a bit out of order. Um, And yeah, he, he likes to surprise people. He likes to do things his own way. But I think he's kind of lost a little bit of touch on what is cool. Because previously the decisions he would make were kind of quite cool and ahead of the curve. And he kind of read the audience. Whereas on this, I think he's appeared... Completely tone deaf, but at the end of the day, I just don't think he wants to wrestle again. Mm. And if we do see him wrestle again and he comes back, I think he's killed a lot of his marketability and a lot of his drawing power mm. by coming back as a critic for a period. Yeah,
2: that's it. It's just, you know, I, I I'm with you in that. Like <coughs> he was, I don't think. I think this proves that you know, while he was always going to come back to wrestling in some form, I don't think he wants to wrestle, and he certainly doesn't seem to want to you know have anything to do with AEW this is like the for me this kind of like on two sides it's either punk really really doesn't want to do any business with AEW or AEW just went you know good enough in you know if he's convinced if, if he's willing to come back for to wrestle even in a role like this like if you're Tony Khan who apparently sat down with CM Punk surely a role like this comes up you know if he I don't know what you, what you think on this, whether he'd overpower the broadcast maybe too much, but Punk on commentary. I mean, there was a point where uh, mm. Tony, we, we, it's worked out well with Tony Schiavone, but there was a point where, you know, we were all kind of hating the three-man month beef in AEW because what was his name? The football dude? Uh, the Alex sector, Marvez. Alex Marvez. When he left, like during that period where we were wondering what he were going to do about the, the booth or, you know, before they'd even announced he was going, you know, you had CM Punk. At All out sat there in Chicago doing autographs that afternoon. Personally, if I'm Tony Khan, I would have broke the bank even just to do that. If Punk's willing to come and do talking head stuff, I'd rather have him doing talking head stuff for my company if I'm him. Yeah, I don't know if whether it speaks to you more. Yeah, whether it's Punk's clear like disdain for these AEW dudes. Like, have you seen the um pro wrestling tees shop? Because pro wrestling tees are quite closely related to AEW and I don't know Cole Cabana's got like a a big yeah a uh, uh, bit of money behind that like the CM Punk page on there now is just one t-shirt that says CM Punk sucks and like the description is something like CM Punk sucks now stop chanting his name at live events like that's literally what it says like there's clearly bad blood there I think and I wonder whether that's it or I don't know do you put any of the blame on AEW should AEW made a, a stronger no. move for, for a non-wrestling role do you think why, what makes you say that? I, don't I, think I, think, it's...
3: I think, no, I wouldn't put any blame on him at all. Hmm. I think to put blame on them when he doesn't want to wrestle, I don't want to see CM Punk in a non-wrestling role in a hot promotion. I would want him as a wrestler or nothing at all. I don't think he's got any value long-term as someone who just appears on the show as an announcer. He's not worth break of the bank for an announcer to set up on your show and to sit there at an announce desk when people are probably going to be like, Come and wrestle. Come and wrestle. Yeah. Make the difference. They're doing it now. Because if I, if we saw him sat at the AW announce desk, all of us <laughs> would want him in a wrestling ring. None of us would want him sat there, and all of us would be thinking, "Get back in that." fucking ring will you for fuck's sake be like if vincent company came back to man city in a coaching role and they need a center back desperately i would be saying get back on that fucking pitch because you'd be better than any of those centre backs we've got at the moment i think to now i think you come out from the wrong angle there if i'm honest beno because Mm. i think that it would create a different set of expectations Uh and i don't see what value he would really have and also you got to think with someone like marvez yeah we didn't like him we thought he fucking sucked And they must have done screen tests with him where they knew that he sucked before the broadcast, but it seemed like there was a long-term arrangement in place. It seemed like Tony Khan saw something in him as a friend of his as well. I get why they made that approach. I think saying, oh, well, he was at Starcast," that's simplifying quite a complicated issue, if anything. And I think he had his answer on WWE from the start, to be honest. Cody said it months ago, didn't he? He did. And And we all laughed at it. It kind of shocked us all. And it riled up when Cody said it because Cody was right and Cody kind of let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I think AEW had done nothing wrong because there's no wrong that you can really do in this situation when you're dealing with an awkward, awkward man like CM Punk, a man who falls out of his best friend over a podcast and who countersues his best friend over promises he made to him and got annoyed with him and fell out of him because he went backstage at an NXT show a couple of years ago. And is the reason that the
0: podcast got sued in the first place the stuff he
2: said.
3: This is the kind of character we are dealing with here. Mm. He's awkward. He's difficult. I think you've also got to remember these AEW guys are novices. They've not done this before. If you're in a startup, which essentially what this is, backed by a billionaire, I know... You're going to make mistakes in this business. That's how it works. Mm. I think to put it on
2: AEW is very harsh. This is CM Punk, and it's only CM Punk. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're saying that, you're agreeing with me? They're novices. That's what I think, that they're novices, that they... Yeah, but
3: anyone's a novice when they step into a business for the first time and they've not... doesn't been mean that it. they
2: should be shielded from any criticism. Like, I, I feel like... No, I'm
3: not saying that, but I don't think they should be... Why should they be criticised over seeing Punk sign the contract with WWE? I think that's a ridiculous opinion, to be honest with you. Well,
2: I think if he's available and if he's willing to do something restaurant-related, then there was obviously something of an opening there and you know I, I did put first that there is the you know the possibility that CM Punk is so against working with them that nothing would have worked whatsoever but I do think that if he's willing to sit down and do a we on Fox show that there's an argument that there was an at least something of an open door there that they could have taken advantage of maybe it's the CM Punk fan of me that thinks if you get him in the door for commentary or for an appearance maybe you can talk him into doing other stuff because you know you know the wheels are already spinning on WWE's end there's already your Seth Rollins of the world trying to grandstand and, and challenge CM Punk into doing yeah matches. that mania match yeah that's it yeah I just think yeah I think if, the, if he was in any way, and we thought for so long that he was, you know, he was outright, you know, not willing to do anything involved in wrestling. If he's willing to do something, and that something involves the company that sued him and led to him falling out with his best friend. I don't know. I just think there's a, there was something of an opportunity there. And, you know, without being- Pried
0: him on his wedding day.
2: Pried him on his wedding day. He's willing to do that. Yeah, I don't know, maybe we can disagree on whether it would be worthwhile putting him on commentary, and even I've got some doubt there, because I'm thinking, well, as much as I think it'd be, you know, something of a good idea, you'd have to be careful with it, because he is going to overshadow the other people that are out there, but... I do, I do think there was a something of an open door there, and I, it does speak to AEW being novices in this market and maybe not getting a deal done that you know might have been, might have been I feel possible. Like
3: we're putting the issue on AEW, and I, I just feel like that's very harsh. If I'm honest with you, I feel like we've turned this into a, an, an AEW issue. Well, I, just, I just don't think it is at all. I think we're simplifying the issue by just well, saying
0: that. It's one saying,
2: element of the issue, isn't it? It's not simplifying it. It's one
0: this, angle. Well, we. We don't know exactly what happened from a money expense from a money um, extent Mm. in terms of how much AEW would have offered and how much effectively Fox would have offered the potential amount from WWE. I wonder now, at the end of this, because I would have said there was at a time they needed things to move a needle. I remember saying this a few times when AEW started up and CM Punk was that potential to be that kind of needle mover and kind of get that foothold in the market. That idea of, you know, the first impression is, you know, it's that lasting impression you've got to make. And maybe if they'd had that all out, then that would have, then that would have been something. And what the mm. kind of landscape of the company would have been would have been entirely different. I do think when it comes down to it, it's going to sound incredibly simplistic. I think he just wants the money, yeah, and he yeah. knows that there's just a re- like there yeah. is guaranteed money with this at a point when he can take them for as much as this because effectively he, wants he a can call for that kind of Lesnar-style deal of not one after mm. if he did decide he wanted to wrestle. Yeah, and I think he knows. I think he knows. Keep an eye, keeping an eye on the landscape, keeping an eye on the ratings, and saying. Okay, there's a point here, they're coming, I'm coming back at this kind of low ebb. I think they fucked it, obviously, with the way they did it on WWE backstage. But I think he can kind of have them over a barrel and they'd be willing to pay that kind of stupid
3: money. But mm. think about it this way as well. You've got WWE, okay? Mm. You've got AEW, mm. Fox. Yeah. He wants a Fox job, do
2: not he? He wants to do MMA. Yeah. He wants to do baseball. No.
3: CM Punk wants to work for CM Punk.
1: Mm, yeah. That's what I
3: think. Working with Fox is probably the simplest and easiest contract for CM Punk to sign
1: yeah. because
3: he's not signed to Vince. Yeah, Vince can put pressure on, obviously, on the Fox execs, but he's not signed with a wrestling company. He's signed with a media company, so it's a completely different style of contract that he's got. So he's in a sort of medium kind of area Mm. where he hasn't got the pressures of necessarily the wrestling business that he's got to deal with. And I just think CM Punk works for CM Punk. I don't think CM Punk cares about AEW. I don't think CM Punk cares about the health or the well-being of the wrestling business. It's where my respect for the likes of Cody, The Bucks, Omega grows even further because they could have taken those big WWE contracts and be spin set for life probably in a miserable time, but instead they've put all this stress, extra pressure and extra attention on themselves essentially for themselves. Yeah. Because they want to achieve something in wrestling and want it to be different, but also for us as well. And that makes me respect that decision. Yeah. That might change over time as AEW maybe develops as a promotion, but Ultimately, I think CM Punk's in it for CM Punk. And I understand that. I get that. He's 41.
0: Well, here's a big hypothetical for both of you for this.
1: Mm.
0: He's working for Fox. He's not working for WWE. One of the things with the, obviously, the backstage rating, first of all, was 49,000. What did he do with the Punk return? Did he do? He did 100,000. Is that right?
2: Yes, that was, it was 50,000 the week before and then 100,000 that week. Again, unadvertised.
0: Imagine if you're in his position and he starts saying about some stuff on the product that's really shit <laughs> that he really dislikes and ultimately does really good ratings and Fox love this, but yeah. WWE hates it. And hey, I'll,
3: I'll end up watching
0: that. Yeah. D- did WWE have creative control? And at that point, the Fox go, "Now, hang on a minute. This guy's got something here. We're getting really good ratings. Stay the fuck away from this. You, need, you said you were going to present with this secondary content. Here it is. It's yeah. doing well leave it alone. I don't see it happening. But the one thing I would say would be the ultimate credibility killer is if he's going on to to do back the backstage stuff and it's coming from it of like, well obviously Rusev's really angry at the minute with what Lashley's done, you know, and <laughs> well, of the thing. taking away his wife. Yeah. At that point, it's like, I am fuck right. That's... I am fucking out. I'm nothing to do <laughs> with this.
2: That's how the show is framed, though, is the thing. It's like I've he- I've heard Meltzer and Alvarez go back and forth on it to be honest. I listened to Alvarez shouting at callers who were going you know, they should have done this at Survivor Series, and he was going, no, he's got a Fox deal, it's not a WWE deal, but then you've got Melter going, you know what, they probably should have done it at Survivor Series, and it's like, there's more Blade Line, I think it's in CM Punk's mind he signed the Fox contract, but if you watch that show, they literally, on the introduction to CM Punk, they're like, we here at WWE like to do, you know, this is Renee Young, you know, we have surprises, we, 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 and it's all these WWE employees, and that's what the show is, it's fluff, it's WWE propaganda. Like, I I think that's the most interesting thing. How long is he actually going to last on this thing? Because it's one thing for Ryan Saturn to be towing the company line and not, you know, talking any of the actual, you know, big stories. Like, imagine, you know, a Jordan Miles happens in, like, in a real sport. That gets talked about on a show like this. You know, imagine, mm. you know, Sin Cara asked for his release this week. I know it's only Sin Cara, but, you know, Biff Busick asked for his release this week. These are stories that they're not going to go anywhere near. And I think CM Punk, I don't know. I feel like he signed a contract, maybe not expecting that that's going to be the thing, but that if you're signing a deal with Fox, you could be forgiven for thinking that's the type of show it's going to be. And I don't think it's going to be that type of show. And I wonder how many weeks he survives, even in that environment. But yeah, maybe he is laughing to the bank. He's going to take his money. He's not going to take any bumps. He does his own thing anyway, whether you want to call him a dickhead for that or not. Maybe just for him. that That's what it is. It's, a, it's an avenue to get those you know get in with Fox maybe get to do a yeah. pundit on you know more MMA boxing baseball you know whatever else hockey he's, he's got a big hockey, he's a big fan of big like the Chicago Blackhawks is it or something yeah. like that I think that's probably what he's thinking but I think you are going to have that clash because really you know it's not it isn't that type of show like I watched most of the first one and much of this episode it is the, the kind of fluff that would appear on the WWE network so if mm-hmm. anything yeah if that's what he's expecting he's going to get quite maybe not quite the shock but it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with that environment and whether he, he does go full to himself when we get like full Revjo rants on there, the show tomorrow, rather than just you know, WWE storyline talking points.
0: Would you like to see if like they bring up Oni Lorcan to him and he goes, Well, he tried to steal food off people's table, <laughs> and that's like it, doesn't mention
1: anything else. He's
0: never, well, I think like,
3: one of the things with it as well is maybe this, maybe he is smarter than all of us mm-hmm. and he's for. Well, I can still stir stuff up mm. because I'm gonna do what I want to do, and see, see, <laughs> see gets, we'll see what gets past the editorial. See what gets See what gets past the edit, uh, and I'm just gonna say what I want. And I might only be a f- here a few weeks, but I've got a guaranteed contract possibly, mm-hmm. and I've got this release clause in my contract. So if I get sacked after four weeks, then I walk away with the money, and I walk straight to the bank, and I might stir some shit up and piss Vince off at the same time. Uh, who knows who knows i don't know what the terms of it sounds like your
0: are. plan for if you've got a job with wwe yeah it is, it is. yeah
3: so that was the strategy but perhaps he's trying to stir shit up in the wrestling business mm-hmm. by using his the power of his voice the voice of the voiceless or the rest of it on this show where he's got some sort of platform hopefully the showrunner is very much aware of the type of character he is and is sort of thinking right i'm going to give him this five minutes where he can just kick off and he can take it to him. And if Vince doesn't like it and they put pressure on Fox mm. and he has to go, he might stir some shit up and he might have stirred Vince up. And Vince might go into the XFL season with his heart beating at an even faster rate because he's so angry and he's eating too much red meat.
0: <laughs>
2: or, he, <laughs> only hope. or he
0: could end up like Daniel Kalua at the end of that Black Mirror episode of, was it six million credits, where he's just sort of screaming off into the abyss sort of mm. about how angry he is taking the money and then he's off after five minutes.
3: <laughs> and if that happens and
2: Punk runs straight to the bank, fair play to him, i say. Yeah, that's it. I wonder how much money would it take for them to drop on his desk to be like, you know, we've got this Saudi Arabia show coming up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think with like with and CM Punk, I think he's he's money driven, <laughs> maybe not that money driven. But yeah, I, I, I think for me as a, as a big CM Punk fan to kind of close up, like for me, it kind of... It beats home what we've kind of all known for years. He's a dickhead. Falls out with all his best mates. He's money driven. He's not as punk rock as he'll, he'll have you believe he is. He's not the the voice of the voiceless is a wrestling gimmick. Everybody, um yeah. I think I, I think it kind of gives you some indication of yeah what well, what Puck a is willing to do for money. Uh, but then again, yeah, you know, again, maybe we'll be talking about him a hero if, if again, if he does go on the show tomorrow and he does go go full rev Joe and we get a full censored rant and then he gets kicked off the air forever, as you probably would, Joe, if you ever, uh, if, if they ever give you a shot. Uh,
0: that would be two but... glorious weeks of <laughs> WWE backstage. Well, We're well, replacing from... Ryan Satin for a week. Well, I'm banned from post-wrestling. So, you
2: know. <laughs> no, welcome anytime, Joe, honest. Um... <laughs> but I suppose it, uh, next
0: takeover maybe ne- next <laughs> takeover Joe Coffee main event
2: we'll Your talk
1: tomorrow
2: <laughs> it's, it's uh, the forum they loved you Joe they've been missing you that's what it is they want you back uh, but, um, I mean anything more on Punk or should we uh, talk some AEW I will get some AEW. Yeah, we probably should because, like, yeah, we've obviously we had a we said for a show we had that didn't have much to talk about. We've had a, some yeah. a very good discussions there on Brit Rez, and Punk, and yeah, we've kind of left till the last pretty much what I thought was the best AEW TV show they've done. Like, I love the Go Home show, but I thought this, as far as a you know a post pay per view show, honestly, I don't think I've got anything bad to say. I, I thought I'm not saying it was the perfect wrestling show, but as far as a mix of angles and as far as them you know putting the right people in the right positions you know moxley getting to speak that i've moaned about for weeks you know that incredible mjf and jericho back and forth you know a yeah. great matching and hangman page a really fun main event with good booking uh setting up you know more interesting things in the future with uh, you know with jericho and scorpio sky like honestly like maybe they put a couple of minor f- Feet wrong in this show, but it was as close to you know the perfect AW TV show for me that they they've done so far, and reflected in the ratings too with them bouncing back post pay per view. Was it nine hundred thousand something like that? JP, uh, high yeah, it did. I think it was
0: like around the nine fifty?
2: Nine fifty, that's it. Yeah, I think so
0: they did did for this one.
2: Genuinely impressive, and yeah, hopefully it continues. Because for me, this is the AEW TV uh, I want every week. Uh, rather than that match, match, match booking that we maybe got a little bit early on, I feel like they, they settled into something uh, brilliant here. And it was two hours that I watched live, and two hours that, that flew by for me. Don't know about you two.
0: So i have still yet to watch it live.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm probably
0: waiting until it's like the holiday season and I'm off that I'll actually... You aren't staying up till 3,
3: 4am, mate, come on. No,
0: no, no, well, it's on about like 1 in the morning at the moment over here, but I won't get to do it until it's like Christmas holidays. You're going to
3: start up 3am? I can see
0: myself doing it
3: once.
0: Maybe once every few months I can manage to do it. As a show, I actually ended up, funny enough, because I watched it sort of two days afterwards, and I I generally agree that I'm probably not as hot on the opening hour as yeah, as, as as much Only, now what they did with Moxley I thought was good to kind of get the Nakazawa thing they linked him with Omega and they mm. managed, managed to kind of get him to do his promo as well um, which I thought was, was generally good I will say that the like in terms of the squash well the squash matches are kind of so short they're generally inoffensive although I was glad Darby Allen won I just kind of didn't really want to see Sean Spears or Peter Avalon to be honest with yeah, you yeah fair uh, and they're, they're the kind of only issues I would have. Like, if I was talking sort of structurally, I'd still lose a match from that, from those couple of matches, whether or not you needed the Derby Allen and the Nyla Rose and the Moxley kind of effectively kind of squashes. Yeah, I thought they did squashes. squashes in the first hour. Which well, seems see like, and I know we're, we're kind of, it's because I wanted to, them to settle on a kind of structure at the moment. And I think you're right, but I think they're really close to being there. And the second half of this, really from that promo onwards, was like, this is awesome.
1: Mm.
0: Like I like the promo. There was a point I wondered whether or not it went on slightly too long in terms of some of the stuff. But again, it was the idea had to be reminded that MJF is 23, which is (laughs) ridiculous Yeah, because he is, you know, Mel's always said he's like Roddy Piper and you're like, yeah, you can kind of see that just that, just that perfect antagonist. And you can see at that point where him and Jericho could be at a point where he effectively ends up trying to replace Jericho as top heel. And at that stage, you know, you can ha- like him really kicking off on people. Cause you get the feeling as well. You're watching that MJF. That's a restrained MJF. Mm. That is that, that's a restrained MJF, but like him really kicking off would be, you know, you could see this is a guy who's going to end up into the kind of stratosphere as well. Um, I would say though, In a sense, like if there's one kind of other slightly overarching criticism is I still feel they need to slow down overall. It still feels like they're kind of having almost not confrontations, but maybe you could have got to Jericho MJF in a month or so. Did it need to, did it, I get the idea of trying to capitalise while it's hot, but would you maybe have just had an MGF promo? Then people wouldn't have been talking about it in this way. So that's only a personal point of view. It was just so good, wasn't it? rushing through stuff with it. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. Like, I know I was at your point last week, wasn't it, JP? And I did, I kind of had that, that tinge of like, I kind of wanted MGF to explain in a bit more detail exactly why he turned on Cody. And it turns into the Jericho thing, but I think it was just so good. And, you know, you know, they, they both do kind of maybe dodged into somewhat not babyface charity but you know they were both very funny and entertaining but they were so funny and entertaining that it was just i think it was too good tv for even Mm. you know those minor complaints that i had to maybe i think they kind of dropped out my mind by the end of it um because because the execution was just so good and i just think mjf you know the fact that he could hang in there with jericho like you said at 23 Mm. is just crazy and i just thought yeah well you know, you could maybe, I think maybe there is a point to be made there of, you know, they could have maybe, you know, concentrated a bit more on, you know, the MJF reasoning and, you know, why exactly, you know, the Cody story went the way it did. I just think it was so good that, you know, I'm fine with it. Maybe that's wrong. I don't, where, where did you land on it, Joe?
3: Exactly the same. Mm. Um, I would have laid out the feud differently mm. and I would have done this in a couple of weeks, mm. but it was that entertaining that. I was into it, mm. and it swept me along, and I was pissing myself by the end of it. So it worked on that level, definitely, and it got attention. I'd have had Cody get a little bit more retribution before the uh, Wardlow entrance, that's for mm. sure. But I thought that was maybe a little, maybe done a little bit quickly, but at the same time, that wasn't the focus this week. It was MJF who was the focus mm. this week. Um, has he joined the Inner Circle? I don't think he has, has he? No. Mm. Is he no. going to? I don't
2: know.
0: And I like this kind of world where it isn't a case of heels automatically have to get on because mm. they're heels. Mm. The idea that they are all kind of trying to manipulate the situation is that if you end up with having an MJF Jericho match, you would, wouldn't would be, you know, you will not be breaking the cannon by having that.
2: I don't
3: think they should be doing that. No
0: I god, that, no. You know that should be two years in an ideal world. That
3: should be Jericho's last run, where he gets his baby yeah. face run in a couple of years' time. I think. Basically, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When when everything's rosy and he's left it all well. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed the segment. I think there's a lot in the MJF Cody feud. Where it goes, I don't know whether they honour this stipulation. Mm. I think surely they've got to find a way around it at some point. I think mean, Cody's too hot and too over and is the biggest star in the company mm. that you've got to put your biggest title on your biggest star at some point. And, yeah, I, who knows how they're going to get around it. Mm. I think they will do. I think they'll just make us wait. Yeah, as much as anything.
2: I think that's it. They'll find a storyline way to do it. MJF threw the towel in so it's not a real... You know, there'll be something. You know, maybe Cody turns heel in two years, you know, or even three years. There'll be a point where they break it. Um, It is interesting. This is like Cody's, what, third meaty feud since the start of AEW? Kind of goes to your point, JP, of... uh, you know, of of maybe rushing through things a little bit. Uh, and I, we're getting a lot of one and done. I wonder whether we're going back to as we talked about last week, whether we're going back to a Jericho match or we're going straight to straight to MJF, yeah. but like that's the difference here with this. I'm willing to let it play out and I'm willing to watch it and I'm excited to watch it and to see, you know, how things develop and which direction they go because there's lots of things you can do right now. I think we're probably more on course, aren't we, for like a Jericho TV feud or even just a one-off match with Scorpio Sky. I think they laid that out yeah. really well. That's probably what you reckon big, That'll be, that'll be a big match, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks or something like that. They probably won't wait for the the pay-per-view or that, what is it, Bash of the Beach they've got coming up in January. But a n- nice little Having that live,
0: just... I think there's a show they're doing in in for New Year's Day.
2: Mm. or something yeah, like that. They,
0: they yeah. That would be the kind of thing that you could put on there because you can give Scorpio Sky some wins in the run-up to that. I think mm.
3: there'll be a few big matches on TV coming up. I think mm. they're going to do an LAX Bucks match on TV at some point, it looks mm. like. I can't see them waiting for the next pay-per-view for that one. Mm. You've then got the Jericho Scorpio Sky one you can go to as well. I'm sure there's a kind of B Cody match you could throw in there Cody versus Wardlow or something possibly yeah it doesn't sound great does it oh, <laughs> would well, be Cody and Dustin versus MJF and Wardlow yeah right? may- and then maybe you could have Cody and MJF not touch that'd be mm. a good touch mm. yeah.
0: So you get it I'd go with MJF Dustin almost to do if we do MJF yeah. Cody.
3: Well I think they're gonna go yeah. Dustin Swagger, it looks like, as well at some point. Swaggers doesn't wrestle, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Mm. Probably. <laughs> um, so who knows? I think uh, one of the things just to mention, Ben over the big feuds you said about mm. I think with the Dustin match and with the Sean Spears match. I mean, they only needed to go one. I think you could have got a second match out of the Jericho feud and then done the MJF turn. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Like, with this MJF feud. They go with at least two matches, possibly oh, yeah. three, over pay-per-views. Because I think there's a long-term story here.
1: Hmm. But also,
3: when not they doing this War Games? Because that's the constant tease as well. Yeah. None of us. Think it's going to be War Games on the beach. <laughs> bash war at the bash.
2: War at the beach. I, lo- I love the Cody's literally Don't going Sturgis, out of Popperies and oh, <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah you could do that yeah i love that cody's going out and copywriting all this stuff like back to the beach like i'm waiting for the wb legal letter to appear online but apparently they didn't grab that uh i wonder what else he, What do you because there's a battle bowl this week as well isn't there well not called that but that's essentially what it is not full battle bowl but there's a ring and it's a battle Royal, so i'm counting it uh i wonder what else cody's got in his back pocket that they, uh, they could use from the wcw canon
3: World War Three. Oh, it was never God good though, was it? Grief.
2: It was always good. It was Shit. It looked good in WCW Magazine in the pictures. I remember as a kid, like in 96, 97, reading the magazines going, oh, it's a Royal Rumble, but with three rings and what, 60 men? But then I think the reality was I watched that, was not,
0: that not this long ago. Yeah. I watched one of them. Oh, no. this is, I say not that long ago, within the last couple of years, since <laughs> the existence of the network. Dull. Mm. Dull, dull, dull. And mm-hmm. even watching, going back and watching WCW stuff, which, you know, is very much my wheelhouse. Yeah. Really bad. Wow. Just lots of people are like, I've no idea. <laughs> Ever curious where Jerry Flynn was getting up to part oh, of the I love time. Jerry Flynn. A
3: Danish wrestling promotion you watched. What was it? You watched some Danish No, it, it, the promotion.
0: Danish wrestling promotion was better than, really? than that. Really? It was just a mess of a show because also the cameras were all over the shop. So you weren't really catching a lot of people. You couldn't tell what was going on at points until the very end, when it'd be Hogan, Giants, Lugers of the world, if you left remaining. You're like, no. Oh.
3: What about a bunkhouse stampede match?
0: Bunkhouse brawl? Is that? Yeah, what
3: it is? yeah, yeah. Great American Bash, like '89. I mm-hmm. think that one might be at. Yeah. Oh, you know, Devast- God, has got the jeans on, and there's like a. I hope you got Capital Combat as
0: well. Let me get RoboCop out. i would be up for a RoboCop appearance. <laughs> I'd yeah. totally
2: take it. Yeah, there you go. These are all ideas. that they, We have never taken advantage of until, like, what was it, three years ago, they just decided all of Triple H got his way and we started getting War Games matches. Uh, yeah, there's lo- there's loads in the locker you could do there. Has so. Sting got a WWE contract at the moment? You'd imagine it's like a Legends deal, wouldn't you? Yeah, you I think it's a
0: Legends one.
2: If he's wise, he'll let
3: that expire and won't sign a new one or mm. come in because I could see them using Sting as like one of the judges. Yeah, like it's DDP, maybe like a Cody second or something like that at some yeah. point.
2: Yeah, like I think DDP did an interview this week saying he's still got some kind of contract with WWE. So maybe, there's, maybe, maybe there's a will, there's a way. But yeah, that'd take like the Cody cosplay to uh, to ten out of ten there. If you get a get Sting mm. in his corner, I'd love that. Um, but yeah, that that's there's just there's a lot of the kind of they've got in motion right now as far as you know, interesting events coming up, interesting different ways you can do with feuds. I think they're doing. You know we were critical last week, so it's worth mentioning. you mentioned Darby Allen before. I don't, you know, I still probably wouldn't have took him off TV for a month. But the fact that they put him back on TV, gave him a win, and then Adam just immediately called Moxley out. I think that was a lot for him. I don't know what you do with the match next week because we've had a lot of hardcore recently, and I don't think that, I mean they can't do that stuff on TV. So I don't really know what the match looks like. Uh, but I think that's good, that you know, the spotlight in Darby Allen. I thought he did a great job with, you know, even Luchasaurus, you know, his big comeback this week. I thought even the Dark Order looked good. I think we're starting to see them, you know, slot people where they should be slotted. And I think they're getting the most out of a lot of these undercard acts as well. Even Orange Cassidy, you know, in his limited little comedy roles. You know, I can I can take or leave them sometimes. You know, WrestleMania weekend, JP, we had way too much of him uh i was sick to the back teeth of seeing him on shows at that point and seeing him do those same shots but even the use of him i think's been really good i think just you know having him just do the odd comedy spot and that's it you know you're not getting long orange custody matches on these tvs i just think they're doing a really really good job with their undercard right now and hopefully hopefully it'll continue
0: yeah i think yeah i think I, i would agree i would generally agree with that um I think the one area, and I, I think we all might be agreed uh, on this, is still that upper mid-card tier. that's think, still there's the
3: workers in there, if mm, anything. Yeah. It's yeah. like with someone like a Wardlow. I watched a bit of NXT afterwards, and I was thinking, man, imagine like Dom, Donovan Dijak or yeah. Keith Lee in the Wardlow role. Whereas I get it, he's this untapped guy, he might have some yeah. potential they can build up. But, you know, those guys can have a proven track record, but everyone's in WWE.
0: Well, with Tom Lawler leaving MLW, I wonder Is if he? he'll end up. Yeah, he's not. He's not uh, renewing his deal.
2: I think that's a storyline. I don't believe that. You reckon no? that's
0: storyline? I wondered that myself, actually, just to see. Yeah, I know Meltzer's sold for
2: it, but I need know, I suppose. But it does feel like a storyline. But he could fit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult because he's he's charismatic but in a very different way, and the grungy style of MLW would suit them. But then the hope would be is that some people just learn to keep pretty quiet. Don't say anything and let their contracts run out and then see what the lay of the land is. They may have to go out there and impress people again in order to get signed up with contracts. I don't think they're going to take everyone who gets released, but, um, on the
3: whole... Only Lorcan would be great there. He would be a mate. Mm. He, he never got the indie run he should have had. I remember
0: you saying it's, that, like... You
2: I mean, could see it in his it, eyes in WXW, you know, and he was there, like, being there live at yeah. Tag League. You could literally see how much he was enjoying being out there. And he, I honestly... It, the timing's right, isn't it? I honestly think he had that weekend and was like, you know what? I'd rather do this.
0: Yeah. Says a lot, doesn't it? Mm. They'd be willing to do the go-out, in a sense, in a, you know... Unprotected, not having that kind of safety net of that regular income coming in as mm. well. Um, I was going to ask you two a couple of things. I enjoyed the last two matches on AEW, but I was going to ask, what did you make of like? Uh, it was a point to add on from the promo. I just want to say about Chris Jericho in terms of just the amount he's sort of just giving things over in this, like. Imagine a Hogan in that interview segment with MJF.
3: He's learned from being in WCW. He really and those has. Guys. And then it, but he hasn't
0: learned just to do the same things that they did. No,
3: he's yeah. learned. And he was critical about those guys in his first book. I remember him laying into Kevin Nash in his first oh God, book. Yeah. He he had to do... Chris Jericho is an infinitely more talented wrestler than Triple H. He's got Mm. so much more in every department than Triple H has. And essentially, Triple H was kind of given preference over him at times in WWE. Look at that WrestleMania in 2002 when he was given nothing by Triple H and Triple H actively went out there to bury him. Mm. He's been victim to some of the worst people in the history of wrestling, people who put their ego ahead of the business at the worst time for them. Yeah. Whenever at that biggest peak, yeah. And I think he has processed that he's learned from that. And he said, I'm not going to make those same mistakes. And I think he's just been, he's been an absolute gem in mm. AEW. And I've always said it, Jericho MJF spoke about Mount Rushmore. I thought he was going to use my line about Jericho Mount Rushmore. He didn't. <laughs> he went down a more hilly route with it. Good yeah. on him. But- yeah, and there'd be four Chris Jericho's on my Mount Rushmore, and <laughs> Triple H would be laid at the bottom of that Mount Rushmore <laughs> looking up at Chris Jericho, begging and pleading to have half an ounce of Chris Jericho's talent.
2: <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Like, you know, you can make that comparison, you know, Jericho in age and stuff to those dudes. But like you said, he's so much more talented. You can tell... He's learnt the lessons of the past. I love that he, like, I think he's actually friends with Nash in that now. And that's a nice little full circle story. But he's learnt from like the way they treated like the undercard talents, and he's out there trying to get a Sammy Guevara over. He's trying to get a Scorpio Sky over. He's like, you know, if you look at the our the, the fifteen minute ratings that Meltzer puts in the Observer, you know, his 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 segments tend to be up there with the top stuff because he's a genuine star and he's using his star power at a time where he could be off doing gigs, doing signing shagging random scouse birds in hotels. He could be doing anything other than wrestling for a promotion on TNT every week, but he's still doing it. And I love that about him. And I think he's enjoying the fact that that, you know, 20 years ago when arguably he should have been a top guy, he got himself to do WWE, got out of that WCW system and found himself with Steve Austin and The Rock, two, two of the top two probably draws in wrestling history were ahead of them in the pecking order. And now, you know, tw- it took 20 years, but now he's the guy you know, in another company. And I think he's doing it the right way. And I think he's the perfect guy for this role at all. He's the perfect guy to be having these TV matches. He was the perfect guy for that Cody match at the pay-per-view. And yeah, I don't think I've got a bad word to say about Jericho. I think, I don't know, Observer Awards this year. Is he the Flair Fez? I'd I'd definitely consider him. if, if If it's not Okada, you know, maybe him.
3: Yeah, I think he's definitely in the argument for a few awards in there. definitely uh, mm. most charismatic as yeah. well as I think to yeah. some extent, um, uh, but he's very much in that kind of – he's kind of what Ric Flair was doing in sort of WCW in the very early 90s, NWA in the late 80s, where he's the man, but he's going to make guys yeah. while he's the man and he's yeah. going to give guys an inch. Look at what Ric Flair did for so many during yeah. that era. And I think Jericho's taken on that example. And I think Flair's the one you always go to when you look at how many guys he made and how many competitors and how many guys he made that he could make money with during that period as well. And I think Jericho's taken the lessons with that. Triple H would claim that he looked up to Ric Flair. (laughs) But Triple H took parts parts of what I would consider the more boring style from that NWA era mm. and took none of what made that era work in terms of making guys, putting guys over and establishing the next guy. So that Michelle, requires
0: him to show vulnerability and that ain't happening, is it?
3: Well, no, because he's a superstar and he's the best. He's <laughs> the King of Kings.
2: Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down. Indeed.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, in terms of I think about SCU, I mean, I enjoyed these last two matches as far as like TV matches go. I thought they were, re- I mean, I really enjoyed the, the Pac-Ham and Page match. Mm. Pack but going you mentioned over there as
2: well. about S- Sorry? Pac going over as well. Kind of linked to our conversation last week, wasn't We yeah. had this whole conversation about how whether Page or Pac should have gone over and then they put Pac over on TV anyway. Uh, that was a little bit WWE 50-50, but, you know, it's fine if you're doing it in one slot. You can do that You can do one it in one two, slot. Like, yeah. One feud yeah. 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 That, that was obviously the whole card. With-
3: How many feuds? They've made it a dirty word,
2: haven't they? By doing it all constantly, yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with it in principle. They have, but it's one of the things we've spoken about is about building Page
0: up to get into that main event level. This is the kind of perfect long-term feud. We talked talked about Packers gatekeeper. That's the role he has here. Mm. And Page losing to him. And trying to come back every once in a while, and maybe get one over on him, and maybe very rarely he does. But overall, Pack has the kind of wool on him, and it just—the idea being that it makes Page work harder. Hopefully, gets him over, and he has been more over. So over these last since yeah, the no, television, yeah, it's, television it's, it's has started, and his matches a better. You can tell that confidence is coming back. This is following on from a really strong theme. So I was even though there's a part of me I don't like you guys when I saw it I thought my natural instinct wasn't to like it and then thinking it was going actually but it makes complete yeah and then kind of e Easily thinking,
3: well, no, actually, this makes sense. But the, what the character stuff they do with yeah. Pat being quite yeah. dastardly and having to knock him out and all sorts yeah. to get the win, I thought words as it's well. A, a, and we'll get to see Pac this weekend as well. So you know, you get him right. as the amazing Red. So it
2: all works out. You'll be fine. And you know what it what it reminds me of? It reminds me of do you remember, like in a bad way, Triple H when he had that feud with Brock. And he let Brock win the first match and the last match, but Triple H made sure he won the WrestleMania match because that was the one people remember. Like, and that's him being a mm-hmm. dickhead. But in this story, Page got the big high-profile run on the pay-per-view. Pa. You know, you can maybe say wins the overall feud, but it probably just means they've got maybe more immediate plans for Pac, as in, you know, maybe him doing a higher-level profile match uh, than Page immediately. But Page has always got in his back pocket that he won the famous pay-per-view match, so he's going to be all right long-term. So it's like a positive use of that shitty Triple H log, I think, uh, in there too.
1: Yeah but
2: yeah i thought that was strong and yeah i enjoyed the main event as well jp i thought that was that was strong too just a good show i I think you know the Mm. the the women's division still has many issues that we talked about last week but all in all i'm feeling uh, quite positive on it on aw right now
0: yeah i think so i think i mean it was one of the comments i remember hearing from voice to this weekend joe lanza was saying generally it's a very well put promotion and i actually say for a lot of it in terms of some of the storylines they've got going on i'm quite engaged Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm interested and I find myself watching every week. Generally, I haven't found any of the
3: episodes to be bad. I haven't stretched the imagination. Either. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm gonna start skipping the Joshy stuff at some point. <laughs> if I see Emmy Sakura, fast forward is probably gonna get pressed for the first one. and Brandy Rhodes and also. Awesome oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that fair. stuff the women's division isn't good. No, yeah. it's, not, it's that, not. that's a problem. For
2: sure. Uh, anything else on AEW, or oh, as you mentioned there, Joe, we have got Rev Pro at the weekend. We're looking forward to anything on that, or anything else you want to talk before we go?
3: Um, I'm looking forward to Rev Pro, but you know, I want to hit the sack. If I'm honest, Ben. Enough <laughs> <It's> <laughs> half past midnight. I got to drive. I've got to
0: wash washing out of JP's washing machine. Yeah, his washing machine bus after his washing and tumbling tonight. Yeah, oh. so I've got to go and dro- his pants this time. Around. Wow, than usual, <laughs> that
3: that that's Less a holes. long
0: distant memory. Alright, those pets. old
3: pets. They're all gone. What happens all them? gone? I threw them out. You don't use them as like wanking rags. <laughs> no, I don't
2: <laughs> <sighs> oh what a way to finish this what a perfect show. way to go uh, <laughs> any plugs JP do you want to recommend to anyone else come round use your washing machine you could charge could be a service Uber for washing machines um, in JP's house it's alright
0: I fixed my dishwasher at the weekend as well I've got some glass that was stopping the propeller from working so oh, good, yeah good 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 I managed to do that on the Sunday as soon as the back was feeling a bit better nice um in terms of plugs, completely random off this. Um, really weird plug, I bought a copy of WrestleTalk magazine this week. Oh. And if you're a fan of Power Slam, it was quite good fun. Quite an easy read. I'd say have a, have a read of that. Um, hopefully better news on the and China stuff next week. Otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at
3: jippy No unboxing tickets yet. So uh, if, if on the off
2: chance anyone's got them, come find us. That's it. Yeah, you can see me at Tattoo on like Friday. See so us at Repro on Sunday, yeah. If anyone's got them uh, let us know um, yeah follow me on Twitter at Benson Richard uh, also download the grapple app uh, this I think it was last week uh, Meltzer gave Devlin and star five stars the average on grapple right now is sitting at 4.86 so you know quite 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 up there with uh, with what Dave gave it uh, Garrett did point out that if you actually work out the grapple average though so compared to Dave's ratings considering he goes up to seven stars now a five from him is only worth 3.57 so he must have not liked it at all uh, but the grapple <laughs> uses are certainly uh, Giving it high ratings, so yeah, do that. Put some ratings in, and as uh, Gareth has also said, you know, he's, he's putting together the uh, the Grapple 50 and the Grapple 100. The Grapple 100 being the uh, top 100 matches of the year, and yeah, there are a couple of uh, borderline matches on there that maybe don't have quite the uh, the 50 votes yet to uh to make part of that 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 100. But they've got a high average, so if there's anything a uh, borderline that you're thinking that uh, that you haven't rated on Grapple, get on there and make sure it's part of that conversation and make sure your uh your favorite wrestler gets considered for the uh, the Grapple. 50 uh coming at the end of this year but we'll probably have some uh, announcements on our end as well from a podcast point of view of uh, some special year-end stuff we'll do you know top matches ash rev joe that type of stuff too but yeah, yeah. in the meantime uh download the grapple app uh, follow us all uh, on social media apart from joe as we just mentioned mm-hmm. and again we'll be back next week bye oh, yeah.
3: Down and their Geordie boys Tough and proud They take their music Strong and loud North and South It's all the same Cassers, you clear to play the game